All right, three, two, one, boom. It's a social engineer show. Today we've got Levels Artists in the building. How are you, bro? I'm good, man. Good to be here, bro. Nah, it's a pleasure, man. I'm glad you ca- you came. I know you're probably busy. You've got, probably got a lot going on, but yeah, I appreciate you taking the time, man. 100%. For the people who haven't heard of you yet, could you give a bit of an introduction? Yeah, no, it's just Levels, live in North London. Um, I do music. Over the years, I've done art, drama, performances like that. Mm. And now, currently, at this moment, I'm sticking with music. Total tunnel vision. Been making a lot of music, a lot of work. Got an EP dropping called Levels Above. Okay. Coming out at the end of November, probably first week of December, which cool. I'm really looking forward to dropping still. Cool. How many tracks are on the EP? Uh, six. Okay. Yeah. yeah I did one really just cool. two days ago. Kind of like a garage type vibe. Because mm. when I was doing the music, I realized when I was making music, I was like, do you know, I'm actually doing music that I enjoy doing oh. rather than looking out to see what the market is and trying to appease to that. Yeah. And what I've been doing, people have been enjoying. Yeah. So it's been working out here, man. I hear you. I noticed on your Instagram page, you've got quite a lot of art as well. Yeah. Do you, Are you kind of putting that on the back burner now and focusing solely on music or is that something that you're still really passionate about as well? No, I'm still passionate about it, but with me, I can't do two things at once. Because mm. I've got quite, because like I said, I've done the drama, the music, the art. Mm. But because I was going, doing all of them, there was no progression in any of them okay I'm just splitting it splitting it splitting it not really focus on one mm. so the art after the ep drops i'm gonna spend about two months drawing mm. making like t-shirts i'm gonna have like designs of my my name on t-shirts and stuff mm. i've got already a few designs already mm. putting on t-shirts so that'll be that'll be coming like yeah. early next year i noticed um a lot of your art has kind of like manga style to it yeah is that a big inspiration for you in the art side of it yeah dragon ball z mm. bleach I mean, people shouldn't. If people don't know Bleach, mm. they need to know Bleach, bro. Bleach is fire. But mm. yeah, just uh, the art style. Because um, I first started watching it when I went to America. Because my dad lives there. Okay. He lives in uh, the Bronx. Okay. So that's when I first got ex- exposed to Dragon Ball Z. Mm. And obviously, growing up, I played like Street Fighter. I'm a gamer, so I played like Street Fighter, Mortal mm. Kombat, all that stuff. So when I saw like the animation of it, I was like, this is this is crazy. Mm. And the way that it's progressed now, yeah. it's, it's ridiculous. So the anime is a big big part of my drawing style mm. yeah um, i also noticed you put like loads of effects and stuff on the yeah. post and that yeah I that was, was just, pretty cool yeah i was just like testing around like there was an app where i had all of these like just different effects that you can mm. add so i was i think it was during lockdown okay i just like because i wasn't able to ever use my imagination drawing mm. i can only copy stuff okay but then during lockdown i don't know something clicked mm. and then i was able to just get the picture in my head i put it on paper Mm. before I'd have a picture on my head but it wouldn't translate on paper very mm. well at all but then when the effects started happening as well I was just like yeah this yeah they're, they're going hand in hand I've heard of a lot of artists that have that have that sort of thing it's like there's mm. different types of artists some artists are like they'll like do an exact like for like mm-hmm. uh, representation of another photo that yeah. they've seen and that's like really talented as well in itself but then they don't do their own do you know what I mean they can't think of like their own sort of thing yeah yeah and but then some people they can't copy things, but they can only do their own sort of style. So I think it's just two different types of artists anyway. Um, I don't think it's necessarily bad either way. I think it's um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. It's just all it's all a good. It's all cool. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I've always wanted to draw from my imagination. Mm. I, the click, do you know what? I, the click was, I'm good with someone telling me something that in their head, mm. then I can translate it. Mm. So that's how it all started. I was talking to someone. 
they had like a vision of me and them in front of like an ocean with like something in the distance. Mm. And I was just able to just, <clears throat> without hesitation, mm. I was like, so maybe in a sense, it's also me grasping what's in my imagination. But if someone can tell me something, I'm, I'm able to just, and it doesn't have to be like the perfect image, but at least it's, it's something that looks like what you're talking about. Mm. So that's where the click happened. Yeah, so since you. then I've been able to just, yeah, draw from imagination. So. I, I think it's something that you shouldn't give up anyway. You just like, as you say, you're, you're focusing now on the music, but it's still worth keeping up the yeah, art as well. I think it might even be a thing where you do your own like mixtape covers. I've done it. I've stuff. done it. Yeah. I've done it. Like it's, it's on my Instagram. Like mm. the, the cover for my EP dropping is, mm. I've, I've already painted it. Okay. I think this was around maybe six months ago. I painted it. Hey, and then cool. when I'm doing the EP, it's called Levels Above. Mm. And obviously the picture that I, I drew is like, it's a black guy with his hands like this. Mm. Oh, I've seen that picture yeah, on your yeah, thumbnail or yeah. um, display Instagram. picture. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, display picture. Yeah. But like in, in in his face, he's got like stars and planets and stuff. Mm. Like, yeah, they're kind of, they're kind of linked together because mm. like universe is like levels above what where we are, mm. like on the earth and stuff like that. And mm. just the whole how it works and stuff. So everything's for a reason mm. Mm. for real with the music how long have you been doing it since i was 12 probably so how old are you now <laughs> how old do you think i'm uh 28 27 damn i'm guessing 34 bro 34 mad <laughs> okay you look, turn 34 september still <laughs> yeah no, you look good for your age um no, thank you i'm 31 um okay. But yeah, you you still got full head of hair. Like I'm starting to lose man and that. Listen, listen. I've, every time I brush my hair, I see a, a little little bit of shine. Like like there's gonna be a bald spot. I just like, please, oh, cause my dad's bald, and mm. like, please don't let me go that. Yeah, but I think he would. He wanted to go bald. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Surprisingly, my dad's got much longer hair than me, and he's like double my age. How is it? Yeah, he's what, like dreads? sixty something. Yeah, dreads. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you so you've been doing it since you was twelve. So that's a long time. That's like more than half your life, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it, it did start when I went to America. Mm. Like, they're the forefront, in it, of, mm. like, just influential music. So, like, Cassidy. Mm. Yeah, shout out Cassidy. So one of the top. Mm. For me, personally, Jarrell Santana, Dipset. Mm. For real. Styles P. Mm. Yeah, trust. D-Block. All, all of D-Block. Mm. I was just like, this music is... Because before, beforehand, I, I liked writing poetry mm. and, like, making up stories. But I didn't mm. ever write lyrics. But then once I went there, it was like it was a big influence. I was like, yeah. And then, obviously, with them guys, they they're like metaphors and it, mm. metaphor simile stuff. I was like, yeah, like I kind of like writing like that, like associating something with something else or a reference to this to that. Mm. Make you have to like kind of think about. That's kind of why my name's Levels as well because more time when you do listen to me, you have to kind of rewind the track almost or listen to it again to clock what was actually said. Mm. So, yeah, yeah. Since twelve, man. Hey. Would you say um, you always kind of had a particular style or is it like you've more, as you've gotten older, you've more as found your style older. sort of thing? Yeah, as I've gotten older, I would how say. Would, how would you describe your style? How would I describe this? I wouldn't even know. Just, it's it's very punchy. Mm. Like, very punchy. I've kind of learned to tone it down because not everyone can jam to a punchy. And sometimes simple lyrics kind of just make certain people just want to jam to it more mm. rather than having to think about it. Mm. So yeah, I'll just say punchy metaphors. I've got a variety of like flows. So I mm. can do drill. I can do rap. I can do like a, maybe a slower 
So, yeah, but it took me a while because I was influenced heavily by Rex 3-2. Okay, yeah, like shout out Rex. Heavily. Mm. Like he's, he's top for me as well. Mm. But with his style, there was a point where I was copying his like breathing patterns. Okay. So I, I was kind of like sounding like him. Mm. But I didn't realise until someone pointed it out where like he would have certain pauses or stuff like that. So I'm like, okay, fair enough. He's been influenced. So I need to try to develop from my own style. And the thing is, I wasn't comfortable with how I sounded. Because mm. at, that, at that time, I was like, it doesn't sound like what is popular. Rather than sticking to being individual. Mm. I was like, oh, I needed to sound a bit more jumpy. I needed to sound a bit more, like, I got more cadence and stuff like that. Mm. But it's only since I got into, like, early 30s, I started realising, started liking how I sounded, basically. Mm. Mm. And just working with that. Yeah, he. I spoke to a few other artists, and one of the things that I said to a couple of the other guys um, was... Sometimes when you're making when you're making music, like the guys who make music as well, they're like look checking for lyrics and all of that sort of stuff. But sometimes the audience who's buying it, they just want to catch a vibe, isn't it? And they're not really too fussed about like yeah. reading into things and all that. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. how do you how do you navigate that balance between like doing stuff that is like like wordplay, like craft craftsmanship, mm. or stuff that's just entertaining for the audience sort of thing? Yeah, so I've never wanted to, like, concede in terms of, like, no, I want it to be metaphors. Mm. I want it, that's, that's me, that's my style. Mm. But you have to cater to the audience, and because you are catering to an audience. So with this mixtape in particular, I've had a few tracks where it's punchy, then mm. a few that you, the words are just simple. You can remember them to sing along to them mm. or rap along to them also. So I've realised, like, I can't be selfish. Mm. Like, I have to, I have to give something that's a bit easier to follow. Mm. So I've got the latest one I just did. Very simple, mm. catchy. Yeah, was it that one, your latest post on Instagram with the dancing owl? Yeah, that one's sick. I like that one. It's like, again, it's that like that just one, catchy. Man. And just me, catchy. I'm just a fan, in it? So obviously I, I used to make music as well. So I do okay. also appreciate lyrics. Yeah. But I'm also more of a fan than a musician now, okay, isn't it? Okay, yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. like catchy stuff. I, I like, I, just, yeah, I would yeah, be yeah. catching the vibe to it. So. Yeah. I was playing that, yeah, that was wavy. And no, I like no. the, the animation you put on there as well. I think, I think that comes with me being like an artist, like drawing. Because mm. like, I'm quite a perfectionist. Mm. So I like things in a particular place. Obviously, you'll see like their feet look like it's on the counter mm. rather than just having one there, one there, one there. I like things in order. Mm. So yeah, yeah, definitely. But with that track, I wanted, I wanted a garage type beat, mm. like originally. And then when I was just running through like different songs, the, mm. the saxophone just got me mm. whatever it is I was like okay and then I thought okay I need a simple kind of a simple hook mm. once the hook came everything else was just easy mm. and I've played it to other people and they're just like this is probably one of your best ones mm. I was like yeah so I need to start generating like that mm. like have catchy ones and then have ones where because people will want to hear metaphors like you'll mm. have people who appreciate it mm. but then you have to cater as well on it for real it's it's a strange one, isn't it? So it's like um, there'll be certain songs, yeah, where it's like the the artist has put in so much effort in their wordplay, yeah, and they've proper like thought of loads of really intelligent ways of delivering certain thoughts and that. But then it's just it's just going over people's heads. They're just not even hearing it. They're just thinking this is all complicated. I don't want to be like going in, <laughs> listening, trying to work it out. And then you'll just do something super simple and people will be saying stuff like, yeah, this is your best track. And it's like, you know what I mean? It's because they're just catching that vibe. So it's just a mad balance. It's yeah, like, it is. Mm. No, it is, it is a balance. Like I said, like I was just like, 
because I was expecting people to go back and rewind it and listen again. Mm. Okay, cool, this guy's smart. Da, 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 da. Mm. And I did want to, I did want to be known as, you know, like the Krypton Corner, mm. like they have their metaphor. Like that's that's been an influence as well. Mm. But even they've had simple tracks also. Yeah, trust. So they've realized it can't just be punchy punchy because not everyone is on that level. Mm. So yeah, in my opinion. for real, for real. I think some of their biggest tunes are the more simple ones as well, isn't it? Yes, yeah, like, simple ones. It's just um, just remember the lyrics as mm. well. Yeah, yeah, and then you got to think as well: who's buying it? Like, who's the people that are in the audience? Who's the people that are in the concerts? Who's the people that are buy it, downloading them albums? Mm. It's like a lot of the time, again, it's just it's fans, isn't it? People who just want to hear something that they can just rock their head to, and they just like can relate to them simple words. So yeah, it's a complicated one, man. But yeah, I I've think never that thought balance of my is fan hard. Though. I've never thought of who my music is going to appeal to. Mm. That's a good point you made. I haven't thought of that yet. I think it's worth thinking about just because yeah, um, it's, yeah, they're the people who are going to like propel you to where you want to be sort of thing. Mm. And sometimes it might be a case of you need to do the simple ones just so that you start building up a little, uh, a little um, fan base or cult following. Yeah, 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 and yeah. then you start dropping in the more like complicated yeah, yeah. ones. So then they start hit clocking onto it after yeah, yeah. they already like you sort of thing. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah, that's a good point. Oh so, yeah. Um, so your EP is dropping soon. Um, levels above. Levels above. So you said uh, the end of November. End of November, first week of December. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, if you give me some like artwork or something, I'll I'll promote it for you as well. Hundred like, percent. Let people um know that like, it's gonna come through. But yeah, I'll, I'll put it. And also uh, your Instagram as well. It's do you wanna just say it just so that yeah, levels underscore artists. Mm. Levels with an S underscore artists. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, people check that out. So other than the music, you sound like a very creative person. So you've been doing the. Uh, drama the art the music would you say that you've always been a creative person even from like before the age of 12 when you started doing music always always even back to as simple as i don't know being five and grabbing like an empty like remember those big um ice cream boxes you would get from like crick saver sainsbury's with the three colors yeah yeah. Like even just like turning those over and just banging it like from then, mm. like just being creative. Okay. And I've always had a, I was always like the quiet kid. Mm. I was shy. I was extremely shy. Mm. Like ridiculous. Like even around family. That's kind of strange. I, I would always be sat by my mum. Mm. That's like the opposite because creative people normally are like quite, ex- they're expressing these different so? creative thoughts. Yeah, I think so. Like they, they're showing all it because they're displaying all of this creativity to the world. Mm. So normally introverted people they don't like people who are quite quiet and that they normally don't they don't show all of these things so stuff like drama is really hard if you're if you're shy isn't it and stuff like all of those sorts of things music's all hard if you're if you're a shy person with so. me i'm shy mm. but get me in front of audience i'm a complete extrovert mm. i don't know what it was i was always known as the dancer mm. in, in my family okay. put on music whoever mm. was known as the kind of comedian or someone who's got something creative like to the point where if I was to stay at my cousin's house, mm. we would like, I used to have a guitar. We would like make up a song. Can we stay over? Da, da, da. <laughs> so like all this kind of stuff. Yeah. But I was still, I was like, it's, it's, yeah, it's an interesting like paradox of being like being introvert and shy. Mm. And then when there's audience. So like if, so I've got a partner. Mm. She's like, oh, let's dance. Mm. I can't dance because it's only one person. But we went to like my uh, sister's party mm. when there was an audience straight away easy <laughs> so when it's one I don't know 
when it's one person, it's, it's, it's harder. But when, it, when it's multiple, I, I can just do it off the bat. I don't know what it is. Mm, that's a strange concept. I know, it's strange. Mm. So what would you say um, kind of inspired you to be so creative, like, growing up? Would you Do you come from, like, creative parents and something like that? Yeah, so my mum, she does a lot of... She did a lot of art and poetry as well. Okay. Um, growing up, and she done a lot of, like, fashion, mm. like, sewing and stuff like that. Mm. And always liked um, seeing her, like, sew and stuff like that. Mm. And... Um, I think it was just probably just me as a person. I think when you're introvert, you think a lot in it. Mm. So I think you're either creative or you're not creative. Mm. But I was introvert, but I was creative. Mm. So I think I had a lot of, I had a lot of thinking going on. And like I said, I used to like writing stories and telling stories. Mm. I think, I think that's where it stemmed from. I didn't draw until I was in like year six. But before mm. then I was like writing stories and stuff like that. So I mm. think, I think I was just born to be creative. Just needed to find out what it was that I was creative in. Mm. And it seemed like it like expanded over a lot of things, like the drama and music. So yeah, I've done quite a lot of creative things in general. Yeah. Was your dad creative as well, or not really? I wouldn't say he's creative. No, he's more like philosophy. Okay. He likes thinking, thinking about the world, how it works, how people work, stuff like that. Mm. Which I'm, I'm heavily into, because mm. um, we didn't really speak like that, and we didn't really speak on that kind of base until I got older. Mm. But then once I spoke to him, I realised where it came from. Because mm. my mum's not really like that, but my dad was totally like, f- uh, philosophical and stuff like that. So, so did, that's where it's from. did your mum used to live in America as well? No, she, she was born in Jamaica, but then she moved over here. Okay. I believe, I believe it was, my grandparents came in the Windrush era. Mm. So yeah, she was born here, but my dad was born in Jamaica, but he moved to America and he was like 25. Okay. Yeah, been there ever since okay so how, how did they meet in jamaica yeah okay my mom always told me you was made in jamaica mm. we know what that means <laughs> why she tells me i don't know <laughs> but yeah this was mm. you're made in jamaica and then yeah they went there mm. separate ways mm. but yeah. have but you been to jamaica many times yeah you like yeah. it i love it it was it was a uh, when i first went there it was a shock mm. i'm not gonna lie because i was so used to being in england mm. and just having certain things available to you. Mm. But when I went over there first time, but it was a good experience because, you know, I washed in, I washed in, you know, something, I was in a bath. So like, so yeah. like, I, so I had to stand in like a bucket, mm. so to speak, just because of just the area or whatnot. And use another bucket to pour over mm. to get the wash off. So then once you come over here, from early I realised, okay, like life is different. I was more appreciative, should I say? Mm. Because a lot of people don't have just a bath. I'm not saying Jamaica's poor, or whatever. I'm just saying like mm. people know it. But yeah, like don't have a bath or don't like sometimes you would have to like do something in like a ditch on the floor mm. and stuff like that. So it made me more, more not even sympathetic, but just more like okay, I understand like the world's different. So I need to be grateful. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's what it taught me. It taught me to be grateful. Mm. What's the what's the difference between America and here? Are they more similar? England's miserable, bro. Yeah, England's miserable. Why America, do you say that? It's miserable, bro. It's miserable. Like, not like America. America just so, so just just in your face. Mm. Whether it's a good thing, bad thing, whatever. But it's just in your face. Everyone's just larger than life. Larger than life. Mm. England, like I go on holiday, I come back. All of a sudden, I feel this unknowing pressure just back on my shoulders again. 
like like some un, unknown entity just pushing me back down mm. get on the train i mean it's general people don't really talk on the train and stuff mm. but all those videos you see in america people dancing on the train mm. banging drums in the train and stuff like that you get in england where like someone's at the bottom of the escalators and they've got like a trumpet and stuff which is nice they had mm. to like culture or stuff like that but it's just not as bubbly mm. i think i think think we're just more miserable mm. maybe because the weather like is maybe England love complaining about the river. And it's a lot smaller, so there's like less exactly. space for each person. Everyone's exactly. busy. Everyone's busy. Mm. Yeah. And but I like it though. I well, no, I no, no. I love England. Mm. No, I love London. Like I'm always I'm a London guy. Mm. I'm just saying like it is miserable, but I, I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't change it. Mm. Like you get your, your fun bits here and there. Mm. But I'm saying as a total everyone's in a rush. Mm. Yeah. Everyone's got which yeah, clear, you have somewhere to go, but everyone's on that tunnel mm. vision like get out of my way mm. yeah 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 for real i kind of like that um that vibe in it where it's just everyone's busy everyone's just doing something it's like there are places where there's not much going on mm. but typically when you're like in the city or you're traveling yeah, on yeah, public yeah. transport you're gonna get that vibe where everyone's just trying to get to where they need to be no i agree no no, mm. no I, agree, I agree actually especially with the city mm. like yeah like there's different walks of life everywhere and stuff like that mm. so no, you, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't live in America. Mm. Just personally, as much as I love it, I wouldn't live there. Why not? Trouble, like too much uh, drama on the roads. It seems like there's just too much. Mm. The the current psychology over there is it's, it's weird. Mm. Like, I don't know if I can say it or not say it, but it's just I think that the psychology in general of the way people's mind is leading to is very weird. Mm. We're heading into like a weird space mm. where nothing seems normal. Everything yeah. is just being like abnormal now. Mm. We're like just, just what was fiction is now becoming like a reality mm. for for how people can live. Mm. So I don't I don't know where it's going to be in the next thirty years, but we're already in a strange place as it is. Mm. And all I all I think of is just the next generation. I don't care about this generation as much because mm. everything we're doing is is they're learning from and then vice versa and then back and forth back and forth so mm. it's like we're not on a straight and um mental wise I don't think in America or just in general I think in general I think it's just even if it's mostly in America I think it's just spreading around mm. I think the psychology of people it's the psychology of just just general stuff just not being uh, able to appreciate something that's a fact like yeah. something that's a fact, you're getting annoyed or protesting about it. But it, it's a fact. Like one on one is two. Mm. So why now are we in a place where one on one equals three? Mm. That that's not a fact of life, though. You see, I, I don't know. I'm I, I hear what you're saying, and I think I know what you're ref- what you're referencing. <laughs> but obviously, <laughs> obviously, it's a technical one. Yeah. So you spoke about the next generation and what's what's gonna you like you. Think about how their lives is gonna be. Um, have you got children? No. Are you gonna? Are you gonna have children? Yeah, I plan to. Okay. So, are you worried for your children in yeah. in London, in England? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not gonna lie and say I, I I bring them up to the best that I can or that I will. Mm. But there's all there's always outside influence. Yeah. When you go to school, there's always some kid who's been on the internet when he should have. Like I, I'm like I'm I'm an I'm an assistant teacher, so I, I work in the school. Okay. So I I see it. Yeah. I see that one kid who's looked on the internet or something you shouldn't have, mm. 
and brought you to school. I said, oh, da, 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 da. Mm. And then the rest of the kids were like, oh, yeah, da, 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 da. <laughs> that's just how it starts. Mm. Literally, just how it starts. And that's how the, the explosion happens. So no matter what you do, and the kids, sometimes I might go home and repeat it so their parents can address it, or sometimes they won't, mm. depending on what it is. But, yeah, like, the internet is... That's interesting. I didn't know you as a teacher. Yeah, uh, no. The Winter Brothers are teachers as well. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Okay. So I would have thought you would have, because you, you know them in it, so I would have thought that you they would have spoke to you about it. or No, because when I went there, it was just based on music. Okay. And then we, we both watched like um, rap battles and stuff like that. Yeah. So, so it was based around that. Mm. So it was just like a brief conversation. Okay. So what, what age group do you teach? Or do you um, have to have all. In... Have to all. Mm. From nursery to sixth form. Mm. So... Yeah, because my main experience is in special needs school. Okay. But I'm currently in a mainstream school mm. who have special need children. Mm. So I'm working one-to-one with a child mm. as like behavioral and emotional needs. Mm. Is so, that difficult? Yeah, because it comes to a point where you think you make progress and then the new week after it's like back to square one mm. or they will take their aggression out on you mm. and then you have to learn that you're not the issue. And you can't take that home. Because mm. when I first started, I was taking it home with me. It's like, I've done all this. It's getting stressed out about getting it. Getting stressed out. Mm. Duh, duh, duh. I thought we made progress. Why is he saying that he doesn't X, Y, Z me, X, Y, Z hates me or stuff like that? Mm. Like, I put my best step forward with him. But at the end of the day, I'm with him for that reason. Because mm. he doesn't know how to fully express or show kindness to the ones who are actually trying to help. Because mm. obviously they say like the people closest to you, you're hurting it. Mm. So yeah, it, that's, that's, that's the reality. But over time he's, he's learned. And then like, he's still a child. Mm. Like even adults are still trying to work it out. Yeah, for real. Yeah, literally. So yeah, but no, it's, 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 it's a good, good space to be in. I always wanted to work with kids anyway. So yeah. it was a good, it was a good spot to be in still. Okay. I, I was speaking to, some uh, lady the other day and um, she came on the show. She was saying that she does similar sort of things working with um, like troubled children. And she was saying that she got hit in the face the other day by this kid. Do you ever have any experiences like that where yep. kids are trying to hit you? and Yep, hit, spit, bite, all of that. That's a lot, man. How, how do you deal with that? Because <laughs> you're just a person as well. Like somebody trying to hit you and spit on you, it's like surely... Is, isn't there just an instinct to just like at least give them just a one a one <laughs> a one touch <laughs> like quickly. a one hit yeah not really because it's it's not their fault yes they have to take accountability some but in special needs it's harder because mm. it's not their fault they're not in control as much mainstream yeah fine but in special needs school because that's where it mostly happened anyway mm. I don't don't get attacked in mainstream mm. but when you've got like ADHD autism not being able to think straight, think clearly, mm. assess a assess a situation clearly and concise and stuff like that. It's it's like I said, like they're still learning, but they've got it more difficult. So I can't say why are you, I can say why are you doing this, but I have to realize I know why they're doing this, mm. and this is why I'm here. And to be fair, I've kind of been like that guy who's just been like, I'll I'll take a hit if it's for the if it's for like the betterment. Of the person, or if they were to lash out, it is what I knew I signed up for basically. Mm. So yeah, like the first time I have, like, we have to take down like a, a hold down a child, should I say? Mm. 
Mm. But he was like extremely strong. He's like just screaming, like kicking stuff and stuff. But then over time, you realize the triggers. So you realize when to defuse it, mm. how to speak, what to say, what not to say, when to give space, mm. when to take them out before they get to that point. Mm. So yeah, over time, like it, it doesn't. It's not as much as when you, like, you first start. Mm. So yeah. I hear you. One of the questions I ask a few people on the show is, do they think boys and girls should be raised differently? So how do you feel about that? Raised differently. Like say you've got a son and you've got a daughter, do you raise them differently? Yeah. I would always, I think it's just innate for a man to feel like he wants to protect in some in some way or form. But you want to protect both of them, innit? Boy or girl? Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm saying I would teach my son. So if I had a son before daughter, I would teach him to look after himself as much as his sister. Mm. And then I'll teach my sister, his sister. I'll teach my daughter. I'll teach them both the way of the world. Mm. But the world reacts differently to both of them anyway. So the world reacts differently to a man, to a woman. So I would show them the, the paths or the things that could happen because you are this. Mm. But have your sword and shield metaphorically mm. when needed but don't just go out there thinking you're like don't go out there thinking you're big and bad have mm. have compassion mm. see see it for what it is realize that that person on the street could also be you that the, the homeless man it could be you so have some have some compassion for the next person mm. and just teach i don't know like it's it's both kind of equal in terms of what you have to teach men and women, that like men protecting themselves, protecting themselves mentally, physically, not hanging around the wrong group. And with the women as well, the girls, not hanging around the wrong group, not being influenced so easily, not, you know, getting involved with the the drugs or the stuff like that, mm. like trying to steer them away from that and kind of have like your individual thinking, don't be a sheep. Because mm. you will do things that your friends want to do that, you may not be the best thing. Like, we all do it. We've all done it. Mm. But don't overly indulge yourself in it all the time. Sometimes think, this isn't the right thing to do. So I'm, despite what they say, if they say, oh, you're this, you're that, why not? Oh, you're just one Okay, but it's for my own peace and sanity. That's kind of the similar sort of opinion I have on it, where it's like, you've got to kind of pre- prepare them for what life is going to, throw at them and mm. they're going to have different journeys and different challenges based on their gender. So exactly, it, it doesn't make sense to just have like one set pattern for mm. both of them. Like you should have, you should change, tailor it for what they're going to experience. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but some people feel as though like they, sh- they should be able to be raised the same until they g- grow up and they choose what type of life they want to live. So basically um, one of the things that, come up in this sort of discussion is some people like would send their boys to do like I don't know fighting or something and then okay. they'll send their girls to um I don't know to do some sort of I don't know learn how to do like house home homemaking or whatever like stuff like that okay. and people say that that's wrong in it what you should do is basically teach them both the same things and let them decide whether they want to be whether they want a girl to be a girly girl or if she wants to be a more like tomboyish girl or whatever. And if you want, if the guy wants to be a more like masculine guy, or if he wants to be a more, I don't know what the word would be like more feminine guy yeah. or something. So they, yeah, they just, um, they kind of just say that you shouldn't be like, 
I don't know, like molding them into a stereotypical uh, gender role. But me personally, I think the, you have to. You have to give them some sort of guidance into what the world's going to see them as anyway. Mm. And it's not saying that they can't be something else if they want to. Mm. But if they, do you know what I mean? If they, like they can't be, um, it's not saying that a girl can't be into sports if she wants to be. Mm. But it's not going to be, I'm not going to force her to do that. But I will, or I'm not going to force her to do fighting. But I will probably force the kid, the boy to do fighting because it's something that he's going to have. That's one of the challenges he's going to have in life where somebody's probably going to try it with him and he's going to have to be able to stand on his like, physical strength or whatever. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Like, I think children generally show you what they want to do anyway. Mm. So they kind of give you signs or maybe he's in, he's, she likes football or she, he likes ballet or whatever. They show you what they want to do so then you push them. Mm. But then obviously as they grow, they have other likes, interests. Mm. And to be fair, for the most part, if I have a child, I'll just aid them in what they want to do. Yeah, just in terms of, yeah, they show you. So I would always aid them in what they want to do. I never say, because I, cause I wasn't able to do football, you now have to do football. Mm. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't yeah. give what I didn't do onto them. Mm. Like if they don't want to do football, you don't want to do football. Mm. But at the end of the day, I don't want you to look back and say, oh, my dad stopped me from doing this mm. when I wanted to do this or he made me do this. Mm. And then in the back of your head, you're thinking, why did he make me do this? Is it because he didn't? Mm. There's no point. So do you think a lot of parents try to live through their child? 100%. Yeah. Do you experience 100%. that by being in like uh, close proximity to a lot of children with teaching and stuff like that? Do you see children that are being forced to do things through their parents or not really? Not really. I haven't personally, I've been in that education for like six years. I've never really seen that. I've mm. always seen that the child is able to do what the child wants to do. Is it more personal experiences that make you feel like um, parents try to live through their? Yeah, I think child. it's just like stories that okay. I've heard of like just you know you, you outside stuff. of school. Yeah, yeah, yeah outside of school. Mm. Yeah, like I don't know, the mum wants the daughter to be a I don't know a tap dancer, or a <laughs> yeah. ballet, ballerina or something, mm. but then you see the child. When they're not doing ballet, they're actually drawing, mm. or, or, or they're doing something different. They're not continuing that outside of their mum saying, "You've got this time to do this." Mm. So yeah, like I would never push a child to do something that they don't want to do. Mm. Whatever they want to do, all right, let's let's go down that path. If down the line you change your mind to do something, else, okay, let's do that. Mm. But then I would say, okay, stick to one now. Mm. Try to have your you try to have what you like. Try to say, okay, this is what I wanna progressing mm. but that comes like later later even when you're an adult yeah. and you're still figuring it out so mm. you so just hate them so how do you feel about um say a dad who says that his child has to learn how to fight like he's saying it's for your own good you need to know how to defend yourself and you have to do it even if he doesn't want to he wants to just do like more um creative stuff he's not into fighting he wants to more focus on art or drama or something like that yeah but his dad's saying yeah you can do all that stuff but you have to fight there's no questions about it do you think that's wrong i think it's okay just teaching the basics if you're sending them to classes and stuff like that when they actually don't want to mm. then fine if like so i grew up with my stepdad mm. from like five six seven he started teaching me like, to do push-ups, press-ups, mm. like punching in his hand, just the basics. Mm. 
but then I was still able to do what I wanted to do. Mm. But even though when he taught me the basics, I grew up still wanting to do that. Mm. So it was it was a part of me. It wasn't it wasn't my total focus. Like okay, now I'm gonna be a fighter. Or just it was just a like like and and what's the phrase they use? Just like just like uh, part of your development. Sort yeah, of part of my development. It's mm. Something that's just in the closet that I have. Mm. But essentially, it is for protection of me mm. or maybe someone else next to me. Mm. So I don't think there's nothing wrong with t teaching your son that because they're gonna go to school. They're going to go secondary school. They're going to possibly get pushed over, mm. maybe pushed over by accident mm. or pushed someone over by accident. Mm. And then that person will respond in a certain way. So then what are you going to do? They need to know how to defend themselves. You need to know. Mm. Like, it's just basic. I don't think there's nothing wrong with it. Mm. When you're overpowering and then you're saying, this last is I think if it's at home and you're just teaching basic, it's fine. I think it's fine. Mm. I think it's part of a father-son relationship anyway. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I think that, that version of of this phenomena yeah is quite um easily digestible mm. but i think the reverse like when you're talking about girls it becomes a little bit more complicated where i can imagine people not feeling like it's right to teach your daughter how to say cook or something like that that would that seems like it would be offensive to a lot of women if you say okay she has to learn the basics of how to cook and to like even though even though like she probably does because she probably like need the guy needs to know how to cook as well, but she probably it's probably gonna do her good the same way knowing how to fight is gonna do the guy good. Mm. But one seems it just seems it seems a little bit less digestible. It's like people I can imagine people getting upset about that. So how would you feel about that? Maybe your mum saying that her daughter needs to know how to cook. My mum taught my sister how to cook. Yeah. She taught all of us how to cook. Mm. But my sister's the better cook out of so she's got four brothers. So I'm, I'm one of, so there's five of us in total. Mm. She's the better cook out of all of us. Yeah, probably because she get, made more effort to teach her made more all the effort, patterns. Yeah. Exactly. And it was like, is it half 50-50 men and women both like cooking the same? Or do women like cooking just a bit better? It's not always like a role, like you have to cook. Some women just like doing things more than men. Mm. Like men like fighting more than women. Mm. So why when it's flipped, women like cooking more than oh, yeah. Really, like, like women, women generally do the cooking because mm. they enjoy it. Yeah. I don't think they're always forced to get get in the kitchen. They enjoy the prep, the meal, the the tasting of the food. I'm not saying men though, because there's men chefs and stuff like that. Yeah. But women take those roles from what I know happily. Mm. I don't see anyone being annoyed from my experience that they have to cook. They're happy to cook. Yeah, and personally, if if anyone cares what I think about it, yeah, which obviously I, I know some people will feel like this is a bit triggering, mm. but I think the same way a man should know how to fight because that's an attribute he should be bringing to his family, like being able to defend and protect them. The woman should know how to cook. That's an attribute she should bring to the family where she's able to look after her kids and her husband. She's able to provide good food for them mm. rather than they have to keep eating MACDs or they have to keep eating just takeaway food all the time because no one in the house knows how to cook. Yeah. yeah. So, and it's it's like, I, I know people get upset by it because it's like, they feel like, well, why doesn't the guy cook? But it's like, we're not expecting the girl to fight the intruder that's coming in the house. So it's it's all technical. You're, you're, you're expecting the man to go downstairs. Yeah, when you hear that bang. And the man doesn't say, no, you go downstairs. For what I know. The man doesn't say, no, you go downstairs. He, could, he wouldn't I, dare. Because I cooked yesterday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's not a conversation. Yeah. You see it? Yeah. But, 
I was saying this the other day, like, men and women are just in, in a battle right now, just fighting each other. Mm. For what? Well, what are you fighting over? Mm. We know what it is. Yeah. This is what I said about one on one, he can free. Yeah. Like, we know what it is. Mm. If there's an intruder, the man's going to go down and happily take that role. Yeah. Of saying, I'm going to protect you. Women, they like filling a man's stomach or family's stomach, whatever, or mm. cooking for the family. Like, it's just, it is what it is. Mm. I think now that everything's kind of pushed to be independent, maybe. Mm. Like, no, like, men can do it as well. Like, yeah, men can do it as well. Mm. In in the general populace of what is actually happening, women do like cooking. Mm. I think it's only a small group that's, that have this thing about cooking. Mm. But if you look at the bigger picture, women love cooking. Mm. What? Yeah. My grand love cooking. My mum's mom's loved... They all liked cooking. Mm. And all the men... All like doing what they did because yeah. it was they they knew what was they knew their roles or yeah, not even knew duty. their roles. You just they had duty, duties and no one was there's a certain duty. level of uh, pride and um, you you feel you feel like some sense of like achievement exactly. being able to fulfill your duties. Exactly. So I, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think, but I, but I'm fully aware that people are like this voice in it like this i don't know what it is this politically correct voice here that is just overpowering nowadays it's just stopping people from just knowing what it is that like just or just acting on what it is rather than what they want it to be no i agree i fully agree i mean that's like i said that's the space we're in now yeah like not accepting what it is trying trying to check there's nothing wrong with change mm. but at least keep the fundamentals the same mm. you can't if you want to change the foundation that's the foundation. Mm. If you have a house, all of a sudden now you want to change the foundation to be put on sand, it's just mm. going to sink. Mm. And you have to knock down the whole house before you can start house. taking down the foundation. Exactly. Ex- oh. Exactly. It's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> just, we kind of just went went off because uh, you told me you was a teacher. That's quite yeah. um, eye-opening. Is that um, so, is that something you've always done? Have, have you always like been into teaching and in different oh, capacities? I was, I was in retail. Okay. I was in Tesco. Mm. Matalan okay. Easy gym Stuff like that okay. But from a young age I knew I wanted to work with kids mm. Or children So I say But I didn't want to have to I didn't want to have to go uni I'm not going to lie mm. so I managed to find a loophole Where I had like a A child with autism And I'm good with kids in general mm. Like my nieces Or my cousins Whatever whatnot. I'm good with children mm. So they liked me From the experience That one day that I had with a child They employed me Because I was good with him Okay. And then that's how I got to teach him. I mm. didn't have to go uni and do all this other stuff. Because once you, like, it's, it's innate, isn't it? Mm. Like, you don't have to study what's natural to you, mm. so to speak. So, yeah, that's how I got into it. Mm. I'm quite, I can be quite childlike myself. Like, I still got that childlike mentality. Mm. Where I can, like, adapt to a child's level or be fun with them, at least. Mm. Rather than just being an adult and forgetting your, forgetting your child experiences. Mm. So, I've been able to, I mean, that's why I, children gravitate to me more because because that can be fun mm. yeah, yeah 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 i hear you how, how long have you been with your partner uh three years three years and are you planning on having children anytime soon or is it something that is Sometime in the near year. future yeah mm. okay so uh have you got big plans for it or is it something that just will happen when it happens sort of thing i've been thinking like how much i save mm. how's it gonna work how many nappies do I need? <laughs> I've heard people say you can never afford it. No matter how much money you have, it's yeah, always a, a big expense. That's what I've heard. I've heard just, 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 just go along. 
Just mm. go along with it. Go along with the ride, whatever. Mm. And you work it out. I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't say not to have anything saved, but for the most part, sooner or later, that's going to run out. Mm. You're going to have to just adapt to the lifestyle now. Mm. But, yeah, I've always wanted children, to be fair. Mm. Well, since I was, like, young. So do you want a big family or a small family? I think a small one, to be fair. Mm. For, like, maybe two, three max. Mm. Yeah. Because my mum had five. Yeah, that's my mum's nice. sister had five. Imagine, they mm. all had three of my, two of my aunties had five. All of them, four boy, one girl. That's mad. So, what do you think that is? Do you reckon that's just like genetics? <laughs> Everyone's genetically predisposed to having four boys and one girl. Yeah, because my grand, she had more boys than girls. Anyway, they had like ten. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mad. So there was always more girls. So I think yeah. But slowly now, like my generation of like sibling stuff, now girls are coming through more than boys. Okay. Oh, oh, so I say girls are the firstborn now. So if they decide to have our kids after, maybe it'll be a boy. But for for the current moment, it's girls that are being born. Okay, like with your siblings and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. So it was my older brother, me, then my sister, then my two younger brothers. Mm. Yeah, she was, and it was it was good for her to grow up around boys because she knows she knows how to handle herself. Mm. Like after half the time, it would be her beating us up mm. playfully, but beating us up mm. or us running away from her mm. because she knows how to handle herself. Yeah. She's got four big brothers. Mm. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, it was interesting. I hear you. I hear you. So, are you married? No. Are you planning on getting married? Damn. You don't you don't agree with the concept? 50-50. My partner wants me to. Mm. So I'm thinking about it. I'll be honest. Beforehand, I was no way. Mm. So do you like do you have like fundamental disagreement with the concept of it? Is yes. it like it doesn't make sense to you why people would do it? Something like that? Yeah. So yeah. could you explain a bit more about it? Like what your thoughts on it are? I just don't... I've, one of them was money. So much money. It is a lot of money. But it doesn't have to be. You could just True. go to the registry office and then True. declare that you're married. True. But most, they want the fact, you see, they want the Disney. They want, they want the Disney wedding. Mm. I don't think all of them are totally happy just going to an office that looks like the doctors. <laughs> and just getting a fifth. But yeah, so it's that. But I was, for me, it was just like, okay, I'm a type of guy that as I've grown older, I don't like being told how to live. Mm. I, I just don't have to do this have to get the mortgage have to do this if you don't do this you're this type of person that type of person I don't like being told what to do mm. especially by people who are not even in my house <laughs> so yeah. yeah that but it's just I just didn't see why we can't just stay together anyway like if you know you're the one for me and I'm the one for you why can't we just stick because the marriage doesn't mean we're going to stick anyway it doesn't mean like I don't know if the divorce rate is high or if people I think sticking it's pretty together. high yeah, um, I, I don't know if it's even if people stick together more than they divorce. I don't know. I don't know the exact numbers, but yeah. I'm pretty sure it's something like fifty percent or a okay. bit a bit higher for, divorce for divorces. Yeah. So then it doesn't mean you're gonna stick, does it? No. So, and you spent all of that, all of this. Everyone knows mm. that the gossip's going around. They've they've divorced, and then you know you start splitting money. You start. It's, it's no need and. Yeah. I feel like you can be just as serious without putting a ring on the finger. I, I would be just as serious. Me now to... Wait, let me think about that. Me now to be married. 
Okay, it, it would make a, it would add a difference in my head. Like, wow, I'm married, but I would still be exactly the same though. I wouldn't change what I'm doing, so to speak. I'm still be attentive. I still do. What I have to do. I still be loving and stuff. But if you're married, mm. it's supposed to be a thing where, if something bad happens, mm. you're supposed to try and work it out. Because in my opinion, okay. the true the true definition of marriage is till death do you part, isn't it? Okay. So there's okay. so divorce is actually they didn't invent divorce when they invented marriage. They invented divorce like a long time afterwards, isn't it? Okay. So the original concept of marriage was you're married and that's it. Okay. Someone has yes, to die yes, to get out of this bond. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. To death do us part. Yes. So that's that's what you say in the vows, isn't it? Mm. So that's the original concept of marriage. So if you go by the original concept of it then it means that no matter what happens, you have to work it out. So that kind of just, that kind of, I don't know, it sets both people's mind at rest where it's like they know the other person ain't going to leave them. But at the same time, they they have to be with someone so they have a they have an invested interest to make it work, to make it like livable so that it's not like just a, a lifetime of misery. They have to try and work it out. But if you're not married, then... There's no reason why you can't just say, okay, I'm rolling out. Like it's not it's not gonna affect you financially, it's not gonna affect anything. So um, it's easier to roll out basically. Pretty much. So I think that's the difference between being married and not being married. But if you now add in the factor of divorce, mm. then it kind of makes it irrelevant because it's like the fact that you can just get an, a divorce, mm. it just makes it's not even irrelevant, it's it's worse because it's like now. The, for the guy, anyway, you stand to lose a lot more Facts. than you would. But it's like, okay, you get married to death do us part. There could be some messed up things happening in that in that marriage. They could, like uh, Jada and Will Smith. But then, because, <laughs> but because, yeah, but because to death do us part. Mm. I, I get it, but it's like that person could generally want to leave because they are they are miserable, yeah. man, man or woman. Like because to death do us part, oh, you know, we have, we have to keep up this status quo. Like, you, you still need a bit of freedom, though. I get it, but there's still a bit. And I'm not saying that not being married gives you more freedom to just roll out. Because there's people who are not married who will go tooth and nail to work it out regardless. Like, yeah. no, I I love you. This is, I want us to work. But with that to death, to death do us part thing, I don't know, man. I hear it, but. Because you, like, you hear people say, oh, it's a hard one, because you hear people say, like, oh, we've been together for like 50 years. Fair enough. They could have been... Married or not married. married. Yeah, yeah, married. Yeah. So there's loads of ups and downs, but we worked through it. Did it make them better people? Because they were, I, I, I guess in a sense, but I don't know. It's, it's a tricky one. I would, I'd rather just, just not be married in general, but still have the intentions. Like I was married in terms of, I want this to work out. But mm. then at the same time, I understand that because you're not married, you don't have that sense of like, it's like too deaf to us. But like, I can just roll out. I can just talk to someone else easily. Mm. Just message someone. And no your partner can do it. And your same. partner can do it. Mm. Exactly. Like we can just go out. Like, do you know what? I agree with you. Because you can't just go out and be like, oh, we're having a break. Mm. On that break, you end up being with someone else. And then you yep. come back with, oh yeah, I slept with, oh, oh I slept with, oh, well. But then if that's, I don't. I don't know if that happens that much in marriage, but I don't know. But I know it's not supposed to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not supposed to. So it's more like a taboo almost. 
Like mm. if you, that you should not be doing it in marriage. And mm. maybe people stick to that a bit more than people who are just previously just in relationships. So you yeah, know, marriage has got a point. And it also it's it. illegal to marry someone else whilst you're married. It's illegal. Yeah. Okay. You would um it's like it's actually like a crime, isn't it? So it's like if you if you if you're married and then you marry someone else, it's like fraud or something like that. It's like you can't in this country anyway, you can't legally marry somebody else whilst you're already married. Who would do that though? People have done it. People marry and <laughs> marry someone else. Yeah. Try to marry someone else at the same time. So they've they've been married to one person mm. and then they've kind of separated with their partner oh. and haven't got a divorce. Okay, okay. And okay. then they've tried to like build a new thing yeah, with someone yeah. else and try to get married. Yeah. But their old marriage hasn't been like yeah. hasn't been ended, so they can't do that. Like legally, you can't do that. Facts. Other than with relationships, you can do that quite easily. Yeah. There's with, no. Yeah. Without yeah, a marriage, yeah. you could just move on and no one's gonna do anything about it. But then what's what's that aiding though? In terms of I just mean it just means that you have to divorce. Yeah, you or you have to stay married and you can't <laughs> marry again. It's you have to stay married or pay up, basically. Pretty much. It's a complicated one. So then do you think that then it's the money that make people maybe not want to divorce as as much? Like the fact that they have to give something. There's loads of different incentives. There's mm. loads of different reasons. But the point is you're binded together. In, in a way where it's like it's better to just stay married mm. it's better to just work it out mm. and if you if you don't work it out then you, it's going to cost you like if you're not able to fix this this situation it's, it's going to cost, cost you. you okay rather than if you're not married it's not going to and that's on both ends yeah, yeah, so yeah, both yeah. people it's yeah. going to cost them fair enough so no no you and especially in this day and age where women are making a lot of money as well it's like it's not like back in the days where um Every woman was just at home in the kitchen. Um, yeah, so it's like not not saying there's anything wrong with that. That's mm. perfectly fine in my opinion. But mm. okay, in like this enough. modern yeah, concept yeah, modern. of um, of relationships where women are making just as much as men, sometimes mm. more, mm-hmm. it's like she, it's going to cost her to divorce as well. It's like so it's not uh, it doesn't make sense for them to divorce. They should just stay together unless they both want to spend bare money on lawyers and court fees and all of this stuff and split their assets in half and go through a whole madness so yeah, I, yeah I, no it costs it, it, it costs to be married basically and to leave one. it to break to it. it yeah yeah, yeah. No, fair enough so from what i'm hearing from you is that your missus wants to be married yes. and you're kind of still thinking about it working out whether it's it. worth it, it. Mm. yeah i'm contemplating it i don't mind it like she even wanted me to wear like my Mood ring on the wedding finger, just get used to it. Mm. Like, do you see the idea? And I've done something similar. So I had like a, a promise ring with another previous. What is a promise ring? Like, I promise, it's basically like a engagement, like a marriage ring. Like, it's basically just saying, like, I promise to be faithful to you, not to step out of line, not to talk to anyone else and stuff like that. Mm. Do but, you give each other promise rings? Yeah, yeah. Give each other yeah. promise ring. And then I think with marriage as well, I think it just, Depends on the individual, and I think, like you said, you have to get with someone who's on the same page. Mm. Can't get with someone who's still stuck in the life of just doing what they want to do, saying that yeah, yeah, yeah promise ring, yeah, yeah. But then when it comes to when it comes to like the nitty gritty, uh, take off, go and do whatever. Mm. So you have to be in the same same wavelength, and it's not it's not easy finding someone on the same wavelength. But like like with the like the foundation fundamentals, as long as those are intact. Mm. Even if, because I, f- f- so my fundamental is 
arguing. I don't believe in shouting, swearing at each other, stuff like that. Mm. There's no need. I don't hate you. Mm. I have a disagreement with you, but I don't hate you. Mm. So my thing is we can discuss our differences calmly mm. and respectfully. Without, and without, without having to go mad. There's no mm. need to go mad. There, there is no need to go mad. Mm. And even if it gets heated, that person take accountability and be like, okay, I'm getting a bit... Just just accountability. Just take accountability individually. And then I think if more accountability is taken, things will work a little bit more easier. Mm. It's when you start blaming someone else. And I've always been on the thing of like, something someone else has done, more likely I may have done also. So if, let's say we had an argument and then like I swear at you. Mm. And then another, another day we have an argument, you swear at me. I'm like, oh, don't swear at me. Like, well, I swear at you also. Mm. So it's like, you know, like take accountability. Like treat, treat someone how you want to be treated. Mm. Otherwise, just don't complain when it happens to you. Because mm. a lot of things happen to people, but they don't realise that down the line, they've done something just, just as much or just as bad. Mm. So it's just about just like seeing it from both sides. For real. I think it's hard to have a relationship without having arguments though, like yeah. heated ones, because it's like mm-hmm. you're two different people and you're trying to like, you're just trying to like stay together in it. And you're trying to like, um, you don't want to be letting everything slide. It's like some things will happen. And it's like, if you just let everything slide before you know it, you're in a situation you don't want to be in. Mm-hmm. It's like, let's say for argument's sake, your missus is getting extra friendly with some dude. It's like, you don't like it, but you're letting it slide. Mm. And then before you know it, it's like, oh, she's staying over at this guy's yard now. <laughs> it's like, you should have already got onto it from when it first was happening. It didn't, you didn't like it, innit? You should make it. What do you mean by letting it slide? Like letting it slide as in you've addressed it calmly or letting it slide, you should have addressed it aggressively. You've addressed it calmly. Yeah. And then she's just said, well, this is my friend. And like, I, I hear that you're addressing it calmly, but... Mm. This is what I'm doing anyway. Okay. At that point, it's like, this is not what you're doing. Like, I start, okay, <laughs> do you know okay, what I mean? Okay, you, need to, okay. you need to make a point that like, no, I'm not having that, innit? Yeah. So it's like, if you want to do it, do it, innit? But we, like, it's, we're not, I'm not cool with it, innit? And we're, that's, that's going to be like, that's kind of like deal breaker sort of things, mm-hmm. innit? It's like, you're trying to, so then it don't get to a thing where it's like, okay, she's staying at this dude's yard now. But if it's like, you're just like letting pure things slide, yeah, it's like every, every time something happens, you're like you have you you address it calmly. Passive Maybe you voice your opinion, but then when she kind of like makes a strong argument, why she, why it's okay for her to do that, even though you know in your heart yeah that that's you don't like that, mm. and you're not you're not on it yeah. Mm. Um, you kind of just let it slide because you don't want to like express any passion on this on this situation. Then it's passion anger though. Like, anger is passion. Anger is passion. Yeah, think? it's not like okay. passion isn't anger, but. Anger is a, a sign of passion. Okay, so when you're, yeah, mm. you, when someone's quite passionate, they come across a bit like larger than life almost. Or when somebody's angry, yeah, they're passionate about that thing they're getting angry okay, about. Okay, okay. It's not okay, that, okay, yeah, okay. it's not that passion is anger. Yeah, like, yeah. You can be passionate in loads of different ways. Yeah. But anger is an indication that you're passionate about what you're talking about. So you think it has its place, basically? I think it does. I think there's a reason we feel these emotions and. Mm. We sometimes you have to let them go, and it sometimes you have to, or sometimes you have to let them out. Mm. You have to um, get angry sometimes, and it's not that no, you, no, it's no, not no. that you lose your temper yeah, and start yeah. like beating people up. That's when it's like you're just doing too much, way too much. But sometimes you do need to make a strong point about something, and then that sometimes that gets a little bit heated, 
it, and it is where it is and they need to know how you feel about it because if they don't and they just carry on going and it because then they might like six months later after you've been letting it slide for six months they might be like what you never like i've, I've said this to you so many times you've never made an issue about it okay. you've literally just said it super passively like you haven't okay. made a big i didn't know it was that deep to you okay no no i get it so addressing everything calmly will have its effects in the future in terms of like you said you didn't show any passion or you didn't show like you was totally annoyed at it. Mm. You made it seem like, yeah, she is, but okay, okay. Are you going? No, you're not going. Okay, fine. Rather than if you also put your foot down, no, this is not happening. Mm. Then they've known that you've put your foot down. And if they then go away and do whatever, yeah, then they know there's going to be consequences. Yeah, then it's yeah, like you've made a definitive stance. Yeah. And it's like, if they break that, like you can't control anybody, so if yeah. they do do that, mm-hmm. then cool. But you're not gonna, you're probably gonna break up after that because it's like you've made a strong point that you do not, you do not accept that, strong and then, point, yeah. and then they've now gone against it. It's like at that point, it's like what relationship do you even have if your strong opinions are not even recognized as, as even starting to change your actions about? Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. And the same on the other end. It's not like it's just the guy being like that to women, but it's like, imagine a woman saying the same thing with a guy. Like, imagine a woman saying she really doesn't like your this girl that you're acting like you're friends with. Mm. And you're just, you're like, you're, I don't know, you're, um, let's say you're getting extra friendly with a coworker or something like that. And it's like, she's made a strong point that she doesn't like that. And then now you're trying to like go out for a drink with her. It's like, that's a bit mad, isn't it? It's like, you're, you're doing it knowing that your missus really doesn't, like she has an issue with that. So then do you think that if you don't put your foot down and then you say it calmly, mm. that that person, so the only way to get through to someone is to show passion about something rather than if I was to say to you calmly, look, I don't respect you doing that. Can I just have the idea that even though I've said it to you calmly, you would be respectful enough just to ex- appreciate that I don't like something. But it has to be that I have to put my foot down for you to get it. If you no, make a strong you. point, then it's like, then they do it. Then it's like, okay, they've gone against what you've said. Like, if you've made a strong point. But again, I don't, I don't know. I don't think, I don't know if I'm explaining it in the best way. I probably No, am, no, no, I I'm, hear you. I, I, I fully hear you. I fully hear you. But on the flip side, I've also expressed an opinion strongly from the get-go and they've still done what they've done. Mm. I think it's like, it's on the individual. Yeah. Like you have some people who will respect you if you say it calmly or if you put your foot down. I think, I think it's a space on the I think it's, almost, to a sense. I think it's not that you like just, you're, the first time you mention it, it's just going straight to heated mode, yeah? Okay. It's like, if you say it calmly in the beginning, that's perfectly fine. Mm. But then if they say, if they come with bare opposition, mm. like they're, they're completely against what you're saying, they've made their point and they're saying, no, I'm, I don't agree with that. I'm doing it anyway. And then if you just kind of just let that slide, yeah? Mm. Instead of making it even more stronger point that no, I'm like I don't think you understand how serious I am about this thing, and then make that point, you know, then then they'll um, then it's like okay, you've made it a strong point now, and if they still continue to do it after you've made that point, then it's like no, no, you got a point. I think I don't know if this is biased. I think obviously women respond to strong men or men who know men who know what they want. So like I said, if you said it calmly and they haven't really listened, but then you put your foot down, it's like, okay, I need to take this guy seriously. Mm. You know, there's someone I can walk over. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I think I yeah, think yeah. that's the way. But I'm not the most uh, diplomatic person anyway, <laughs> so I don't I don't know if I'm if maybe I'm 
like kind of off square with this one. I don't really, mm. I don't really know, but that's just my thoughts on it. I think yeah, yeah. that sometimes anger has its place and it's sometimes it needs to be voiced. No, I agree. No, I agree. Yeah, no, you know, you got a point because even with like, I don't know, let's just say wars or protests and stuff. Mm. Let's just say protests. You're just like, oh, please let us free. Let us free, please. Like, yeah, there's no, there's no passion. Like I said, there's no passion. I think it's the passion bit. Mm. No passion in it. If you're screaming at the top of your voice, then you're not top of voice, but you're showing something. You're more likely to bring attention to yourself and then therefore be heard mm. by the people who are not listening because you were just so passively. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You got a point, still. So you do you imagine that without marriage, you're you would be just as committed. Like even if something happened, you would just still just stay with the relationship. You'd work it out, even though this thing was a big issue to you. Yeah, with me, as long as I have time to think then I'm fine. Depending on what it is. If it's too much, then it's too much. Mm. But if we, if I have time and space to think, calculate, and it's not it's not that the fact that I have time to think and then I still want to be with you. I might not want to be with you. Mm. But I still need time to think logically mm. about, yeah, I've said this to you, you've done it this many times. How many times do I keep giving you chances before I now become a doormat? Mm. Or you might, you may be, might become doormat for something I'm doing. Mm. So, yeah, I think with marriage, I would still be able to work. As I've gotten older, when I was younger, no way. Mm. Like, I was I was in a place where you did one thing, I was gone. And it's quite sad. Mm. Like, I have to be honest, like, jumping from one to the other, mm. but not realising that it was actually, I was the actual problem. Mm. But not, at the same time, with hindsight, I was saying, like, not realising that I, so, I also were doing things wrong. Mm. But they didn't choose to leave me. Mm. They wanted to work it out so why am I being so dismissive mm. so yeah it's a journey like it's a lot to learn as I've gotten into my 30s I've realised okay like mm. you need to, I can't just jump and you need to work things through mm. if you love this person if you love this person work things through mm. would you say it. up until your 30s it just wasn't that serious to you no. and it just became serious once you became 30 I, it became serious when I got caught caught doing what caught cheating basically okay so i was doing all of that before mm. but then with this particular person they saw something on my phone i was a bit blase about it but then their reaction made me think to myself like what are you doing bro? Mm. like as much as they're upset and their react and their reaction is totally justified what are you doing what lifestyle are you living mm. Like who 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 you trying to be, mm. or who, who you trying to continue to be with no change? Like mm. you're meant to elevate and change. Mm. Not meant to say the same guy every single year, every day even. But especially with a thing that is hurting someone else, you need to stop. Mm. And then that's when I think I stopped all of that lifestyle. Like thirty, and then since then I just had I'm not I'm not doing this no more because mm. it's not serving any purpose. Because all the one I've cheated on, I'm not with them now. I've I've got nothing to say to say uh, to show for it. Mm. But from I was doing something I shouldn't have done, mm. so accountability again. If I didn't take accountability, I w- probably would still be that same guy, mm. literally. Do you think it's because of like a sense of getting older? You feel like maybe you've not got much more time to just be playing games. You got to start getting serious because because of age, or do you think it's more to do with the experience? So the question is basically: if you had that same experience when you was like twenty, do you think you would have changed back then? Or do you think it's more to do with the age? Yeah, the age, definitely age. Mm. Cause when I was younger, like 
I only started relationships when I was like in my twenties. Mm. So like seeing like where I was on the market, so to speak. Mm. And obviously I got addicted to the attention. So then once I started happening, once I got with one, if someone else showed attention, okay. But I think when you're young, you don't you don't think of it as as much as you do. Obviously, experience adds everything, can it? So yeah, when I was I was a bit I was just a bit reckless. But as I got older, I just realized one, I can't be doing this to these women, and two, I this is a this is a, a, a reckless lifestyle you're living. Mm. You're not bearing thin anyone. Yeah, I've got addicted to like the the secrecy or Will I get caught? Will I get caught? Mm. Almost like a drug almost. Mm. But then, yeah, when you have, like, hindsight, I think maybe hindsight and perspective, probably hindsight more, kicks in as you get older more. Because mm. you've got something to look back on, isn't it? Mm. So when I have something to look back on, like, all these people that I've hurt, it's like, what, you're not doing no one any favours. Mm. And I also felt like I had karma myself. Like I was going through thinking myself. Okay, like so like same thing happened to you, sort of thing. Like girls, that was like not being yeah. loyal to you, not being thing. loyal, not being serious and stuff. Mm. So I was like, okay, okay. Like, and that's not the reason why I stopped, but I was just like, yeah, you just you just need to change. Mm. You need to change now. Like mm. now's the time to change. There's this kind of idea that uh, that I've heard a few people say where they say men kind of get to like a mature stage here where they kind of know what they're doing and are a bit more. Um, calculated with their actions between the age of 30 and 35. Um, and then before that, it's just all fun and games and they're just really just messing around and all that. Would you say that that rings true in your in your situations? Yeah, for me it was. Mm. Like only when I got into my 30s, I realised, like, I was looking back, was like, mm. okay, where am I going now? Where am I going to be in the next 10 years? Mm. Who am I going to settle down with? Mm. It's not going to be the person that I just disregarded like that. Yeah, but when you're younger, you just... You know, you're just free. You, you're free in a sense of you don't think about responsibilities or accountability. Mm. You just go, oh, you don't want to be with me, fine. Oh, I cheated. Oh, you're upset. Oh, yeah, fine. Like for me, I was at the point of like, oh, okay, I've cheated. But to the woman, I'd be like, oh, you'll find someone better. Mm. But then that didn't make me change to be that better person mm. that someone else could find. Because my dad always said like, oh, you're looking for the right one. Was it you're looking for the right one, but are you the right one to be found? Mm. So I might be looking for someone, da, 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 but then when they're coming into my space, I, I'm also what they want to be. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, real. Would you say, in hindsight, looking back on your earlier years and that, would you say you would have it would have been better for you to be more serious earlier? Or are you glad the way that it went and you, you reckon it was the right time to start getting serious? hope i wish i didn't hurt so many people mm. at the same time i think that was part of the journey mm. otherwise it wouldn't have happened so i could go back and say yeah i want to change this change that but maybe it changed something for them mm. maybe they maybe they put their foot down in there with their next person that they met or maybe they found their worth mm. by me being that guy or not and then yeah so nah, i wouldn't i wouldn't change anything yeah, I want to change anything. I hear you. I've got a few questions that I'm going to ask you. So basically, I like to ask questions um, to loads of different people to try and get different perspectives on the same issues because mm -hmm. I feel like everyone's got a unique uh, view on things based on their own experiences. So I'm going to ask you a few of these questions. Do you believe money is the root of all evil? That's a great question. Money is the root of all evil. 
for some reason, whenever you get more money, you just, I don't know. You, it's, it's how you spend it. And like I said, for me, it's, it's just based on the individual. You could be a millionaire, but you're given to charity. You're given to good causes and stuff like that. You're not just wasting it on X, Y, Z. But at the same time, people kill for money. Wars, some of the wars are based on resources. Mm. Money is a resource. So <clears throat> the root of all evil, I'll say some evil, but I do believe that it can cause, there is some evil to it in 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 the sense of how, how you attain it. Mm. So you could rob someone for the money. Does that make money the root or is that is that the person that has become the evil for the money? Or is it just interchangeable? But then I think, I think to a point it is the root of all because of how pe- how people are willing to uh, uh, attain it, I mm. would say. So I'll say, I'll give that, that phrase credence to so would you say that money in itself, it kind of, um, it makes, it generates evil in a person. So if, for example, you never had any money and you was like a good person and then all of a sudden, I don't know, you do a scratch card or something, yeah, now you've got 10 million. Are you going to now become evil? Or are you going to now start doing evil things because of this money you now have? <clears throat> I think if you don't have it, the way that you can try and get it could be evil or bad. But if you win it, I don't think you're going to start now doing evil deeds with the amount that you have. But then, I don't know, you have some people who might start looking into things that they shouldn't be. But because they got the, now that they've got the money, they're able to look into certain fields that could be detrimental to society or humanity or whatnot. So... Yeah, but I, I always think it's the individual mm. and what they have their mindset on. If you have your mindset on, like I said, giving for a better good, then fine. If you have your mindset on, I don't know, trying to put, I don't know, an ape with a, a pig, like trying to mix just because you've got the money to see how it turns out, then yeah, I think. So I think it's based on the individual. Because mm. not everyone who will have money will do things that is like known objectively evil to mm the outsider so if somebody is a good person and then they get money do you think that it's unlikely that they'll just do good things because with the money do more good things because they have more money do you think that's unlikely no i think it's likely that they will do good things like if i had lots of money my first thing would be to just to do good things it would never be i would never in my mind think let me dive into this that I shouldn't dive in. Like it's, it's just it, it's just it's, it's just the individual's perception on on how they view life and how they view that their role is in life. Mm. If you view like your role is to to be a good Samaritan, I don't think when you have loads of money, all of a sudden you're going to start diving into evil deeds or evil things, so to speak. If that's the case, then it would be a case, It would it would mean that the money itself is just like an amplifier. So whatever you are, whether you're good. You're just gonna do more good with the money. Whether you're bad, you're just gonna do more bad with the money. That's what I think. So that means that the money itself isn't the root of evil. It's just amplified to the person using it. Hundred mm. percent. Yeah, that, that's what I think. Yeah, hundred percent. Mm. It's amplifier. Yeah, because you can have good and bad person give them money. They'll both do what they feel like they're designed to do individually. Mm. That person is doing good. That person is doing bad. Mm. The money just made it possible. 
for them to do these greater deeds. Because a lot of people feel like if you were a good person, but mm. then you got the money, you're now going to be evil. I heard that a lot. Yeah. Because they, they imagine that, okay, you've got all this money, so you're going to start like oppressing people. You're going to start like, I don't know, you're going to be do it, creating systems that will like leave certain people out. And you're just going to basically be doing things that are negative because you've got the money, you've got the power to do things you're going to be affecting people i don't know somebody somebody offends you you got all this money you probably get them killed or something instead of just like just taking it on the chin like you would have done if you had no money that's when you develop an ego with the money Mm. so with like power comes like an ego so like i'm bigger and better i can now do these things when that's when you're thinking too much of yourself you think you're, you're you're greater than the average person just because they don't have this is why I said about teaching the kids like that the homeless man could be you is you they've just made so don't look up don't look down on him like he's less than you because he's not mm. he just made a decision where it turned wrong but the next day he could make a decision where it turns right mm. so yeah I think I think I think it's a power thing I think maybe with those who were maybe weakened if they get money then maybe they might do evil evil deeds. Mm. Or like you said, if someone says something, find a way to take them out. Mm. So I think it's also upbringing and what you've been through. Because I think if you've had a, if you've been bullied for most of your life, no one's listened to you. You've been someone who was trampled on by a man and woman. If you start getting money now, then you might be like, okay, now it's, now it's payback. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I think it's, it's like getting I think your it's revenge. The, exactly. So I think it's the individual, honestly. Mm. How, how how they choose to use it because mm. money, money is just it's just there. It's mm. not saying use me for good and evil, is it? <laughs> mm. So it's based on the individual. That's what I think. You know. Yeah, for real. I think I agree. That uh, it kind of polarizes people. Some mm. people are strongly on the side that yeah, it's definitely the root of evil. Mm. Other people are on the side where it's like it's just it's definitely not it's the person mm-hmm. that is either good or evil and what they do with it which makes them good or evil 100 a concept that i was going to ask you about before we get into more questions is i done a video the other day and it was basically a question about being mixed race and the effects that that has i'm going to play this video for you yeah and for the audience i'm going to run it on the side of the of the footage so they're going to see it as well okay but let me know what you think of this video and then I want to hear your your take on it. Have you ever had a youth in the future? Do you think you do anything to make sure that, you know, they don't forget about your grandparents and your parents' roots? Do you ever think about those things? Personally, I'm not close with my grandparents. Okay. So they don't really know me and yeah. I don't really know them. Yeah. We've just been around each other a few times. So I don't feel like I should go out of my way to let them know that type of heritage because I yeah. don't particularly know it. Like, yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Especially being mixed race as well. It's a strange existence being mixed race because yeah, you're yeah. not really part of any particular You don't fit group. into anything. It's kind of like the decision of parents to do that. Once a person from one culture has a child with someone from a completely different culture, it's like a decision they've made. They've chosen love over culture. Yeah, yeah, Or yeah. they've chosen attraction over culture, whatever yeah. it is. And the child is a product of that. So the child's not going to feel as attached to the culture. But I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. It just is what it is. So what do you think about that concept? Like what, what I said in that video, do you think that I was wrong? Do you think that culture is more important than I was making out it to be? Um, what do you think about it? It's always good to know where you come from, mm. where your parents are from, where their parents are from. 
what that particular country that their parents are from, how they were established, what triumphs, what triumphs they went through, or what things they went through that seemed that they would go through like a war or something that's not great for them individually. So I think I think culture is, I think you should know your culture, whether you dive so deep into it and learn history. I think the basics at least of the culture. But then it's a, it's a hard one also, especially if you have a mix, if you have a partner who's white. Mm. As a black man. As a black man. Because mm. somewhere down the line, you're going to have to talk about slavery and racism. Mm. And you're going to have to say that at one particular time, this group of people enslaved this group of people. But it doesn't mean that that's, it's not ha- currently happening now. It's not, us because it's going to come up in school conversation one and whatnot so that that child could be conflicted which side do i go to so you have to teach them that yes it happened but you are a part of both of us but we both love you equally and as much as this sense of it's it's like it's 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 teaching the 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 broader aspects is like everyone's been enslaved, to be fair. Mm. Blacks enslaved blacks, whites enslaved whites, or whatnot. But it seems to be like a microscopic view on blacks and whites. That that seems to be like the most talked about slave times. So if you're someone who's white, it's not easy to raise a child who could be conflicted in, oh, so the person that looks like my mum or my dad, depending on woman, is black or white their people so then what how how do i view myself how am i am i still a product of am i still seeing like that now or will that child see that even though as they grow older even though their ancestors went through this they've found love even where it was seen to be that they shouldn't love each other because of the differences because of the racism uh, I kind of sp- spurred off, but I think I think you should teach. I think you definitely should teach culture because mm. I heard a fair saying like, when you know where you st- something like when you know where you started, you know where you're going, mm. stuff like that. So the more I learned about myself, not not that I knew where I was going, but I just I just embraced myself more. Mm. So I love myself more, my people more, because mm. other people were sort of embracing me as a Jamaican. Cause I'm a Jamaican, mm. so other people were. I don't know, play my music in the car or I hear my music in a restaurant. I didn't think I would hear it. Mm. So they're embracing me. That's part of my my people, my culture. So mm. then why wouldn't I do the same? One of my points in, in the clip was basically that culture is somewhat important, mm. but it's not more important than who the person is. So you might you might be a Jamaican man and you might have not even like met any Jamaican women that you that you really connect with and you might have met a English woman or whatever or some other like a white woman or a Spanish woman or whatever that you really connect with and you really get along with them and you like them as a person and obviously they're not the same culture as you mm. but I think the fact that you connect with this person is more important than the fact that they're not your culture so I think 
a lot of people act as though the culture is the most important thing and they should never be with someone outside of their culture and they should only be with someone who's part of their culture to preserve it so that they know where they're from like fully and both of their parents are the same thing so they fully identify as this one thing but then the way I see it especially being a mixed race man and my parents are from two different cultures I see it as it's not as important as who the person is so you should judge someone based on who they are how how you get along with them their character way before you start caring about the cultural aspects of it I think that that's I think that's just more important in, in my opinion. So, what do you think about that? No, I agree. I agree. I mean, my partner is white, mm. so I've picked me liking someone for them over culture. As in, I should be with someone who's black because I'm black, mm. or someone who's Jamaican, so we can fully indulge in our culture fully. Because mm. I could still, she could still show me part of her culture, and I could show a part of mine. Mm. But it doesn't hinder. The fact that I've got my own culture. It's not going to stop me from showing her my culture. Mm. Showing her the food, the music, whatever. Mm. It's not going to hinder her from showing hers. Mm. But it's not primarily like you have to be of the same culture to be able to love each other's culture. So even though you're white, Turkish, whatnot, you could show me Turkish food. I'll love it just as much as mm. probably the guy who you was ideally meant to be with because he's Turkish. Mm. Like it makes no difference. And that way it, it enriches you both also because mm. you're both learning something different you're both embracing something different mm. and also even though you're from a different culture you've shown that you're willing to um dive into that person's culture and whatnot and take them for who they are mm. rather than thinking that only someone who's black will appreciate me because i'm black mm. or only someone who's english will appreciate me because we're both english that's, that's not really how it works mm. also another one of my points was basically that if you have two parents that are not overly connected to their culture anyway. Like they're just kind of, they're in it. They're like, they're obviously part of that culture, but they're not overly connected to it. So they've, they've chosen to date someone or to marry or to have children with someone outside of their culture. And then the child is now one step, even one further step removed to, to the culture. Like they, they, they care about it a little bit less, even like, so the parents don't really care about it that much. And then the kid, cares even less about it because their parents haven't gone out of their way to install it in them or whatever. I don't think the kid is bad for not not caring about it but, or not caring about it as much as society probably wants the kid to care about it. And I've said this to a few different people and I've got mixed mixed opinions. And even the video that I put up, it got um, got thousands of views and like literally it got like loads and loads of comments. And it, it was quite polarizing. Some people were saying... You have to know your culture. You have to like be Im immersed in it and like understand all the intricacies of your culture. And other people are saying you create your own culture and you don't have to necessarily like, yeah, it's good to know where you're from, but wh what you are living day to day is significant as well. And who you are as a person and who other people are is much more important than what culture they're from. It's like, you shouldn't like, I, in my opinion, anyway, you shouldn't limit the, like your the way they exposure to other cultures, it's like yes, people are in different cultures, but you shouldn't feel like they're some like alien to you or something. You should get along with people, and then get to know them as a person, and you might find that you get along with them more. And if you do, that's important. That's significant. That's that. Like, in my opinion, that's more significant than whether they're from where you're from or not. Mm. 
So yeah, I think that's basically my stance on it. But yeah, people get get really upset about it either way. Now, I agree to a point, but I think it's, it's based on the parents teaching the kids mm. the culture. But then if they don't, then generation after generation, you just get further removed from mm. knowing where you came from almost. Mm. So then that kid doesn't show interest. That kid has a child. They don't show interest. Then you just get further removed from mm. where you actually come from. Is that a problem? Yeah, it's it's always good to know your 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 people, or the land you're from, so to speak. I don't think you should just just move ambiguously through life, not knowing anything about who you are. Yes, in the present time, you create who you are, but some of your creation is where you came from, or where your ancestors came from. Mm. So you wouldn't be creating who you are if other people weren't who they were from a land that they were from. So maybe not dive in fully into like you, you can pick and choose. You dive in fully, know everything, but at least at, at least know the land you're from mm. and what they what they the music they listen to, the things they eat, and mm. stuff like that. But don't make it think that don't if you find someone outside the culture that you like, don't make it hinder you wanting to be with that person mm. because they don't look like you or the food's not the same. Like I said, just just embrace. Like in the day, we're still people. And we're going to mix now. We're going to mix regardless if we want it or not. And you can't help who you like. Mm. You like who you like. Is it wrong to not like some of the parts of your culture? Is it like, or to not identify with it? Say, for example, mm. you, you're an Indian man and you don't like Indian food. Or you don't, and you're not into this like arranged marriage thing. And you just want to like live your life. Maybe you like hip hop or you like rap music. And you just literally, all your brethren are black or whatever you're and that's who you roll with and they're the people that you got their back and they got your back is that wrong are you are you somehow a bad person or are you somehow lost or is there something wrong with that person because they identify more with their friends and their immediate community than their supposed heritage and where they're supposedly from no i don't think it's wrong i don't think it's wrong if you don't like indian food you don't like indian food you're not born you're not born to innate like something just because you're from there. Like, you you have your different tastes, your taste, but you have your different likes and stuff. In, in with hanging with different people, if you're Indian or whatever, you're hanging with whites, blacks or whatnot. If that's what you have more, if you feel that's what you have more of an affinity to, then that's just what it is. Like, you can't force someone to like something. You can, like I said, you can tell them where they're from, but if now they start hanging around with people that where they're not from, it's not about have to be in the same. It's about if they've got if they built a relationship with that person or a friendship, mm. if that person's got their back, and that person appreciates them just as much as the other person that they appreciate each other the exact same, regardless of where you come from. Like I appreciate anyone, like Indian, Chinese, whatever. I look at you as just another person like me, who's mm. going through life, having experiences, working, whatnot. To me, you're we're one and the same. Only thing that separates us is our skin color and our so what upbringing. But we still have interests. We still could like the same music, same food, same programs, and that is what will, will bring bridge us together. Mm. And then once you're doing that, you're not thinking about oh yeah, but you're from so you're not thinking that. Mm. You're not thinking that. Yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of people who feel strongly about culture and these sorts of things, mm. 
they're also the same people who are very like they feel very affected by the idea of racism and they i don't know they're, they're strong advocates against it like to say oh this is wrong and all of that but i think they don't realize that by being so rigid in their beliefs yet yeah, they're kind of encouraging racism they're making it where instead of being able to communicate with all different types of races and us getting along and having loads of friends from loads of different places they're only sticking to their culture that kind of creates the problem because then if everyone sticks to their culture then it's like it's tribal it's like you and you versus us versus them sort of thing as opposed to like i like this guy regardless where he's from or i like this girl regardless where she's from and we're like you it's hard to be racist to somebody when you like them when you get along with them and you and they're your friend they are mm. actual people like mm. you back them up they back you up mm. you can't be racist to them in it mm. like if in that situation mm -hmm. but you can be racist to people when you don't even know anything about them and they look like aliens to you like they're like completely different to you you don't mix with them you don't like their music you don't listen to their uh, anything that they're doing you don't eat any of their food it's like that's when it starts becoming like super divisive isn't it and i think it's bet like the way to destroy racism and this idea of like um i don't know this tribal mentality surely is by us mixing with each other and getting to know each other and because it's like when you go to um some of these schools where everyone's white in there every single kid is white in the school and then one black kid starts the school he's probably going to get picked on because he's literally the only black guy there mm -hmm. but then when you go to a school where it's all mixed up and pe everyone's getting along with everyone there's not so much racism there in it and it's because you're you when you get to know people you realize they're more like you than they're not like you so it's like we have a lot more in common regardless of where you're from so i think my whole point is basically that this whole concept is is it's a bit I think it's just divisive and it really it all boils down to identity politics. And it's like we I don't think we need to we need to indulge in it much longer. Like we're we're it's twenty twenty two. Do you know what I mean? As time goes on, we're we get like the internet's here, like we see we can see all different cultures. We can see that everyone's they're just people, innit? No it nobody's this scary like group that we don't know nothing about anymore. Mm. Everyone's culture is is there to be seen. So yeah, I just I think the way to cure all of these like problems like racism and all that sort of stuff is by accepting people for who they are, regardless of their culture or their skin. It's like you get to know them and if they're a good person, you like them. If they're an arsehole, you don't like them. That doesn't matter like what country they're from or what culture they're from. It's like they could be you could be a Jamaican guy and then you know some other Jamaican guy, but he's an arsehole and you don't like him. Why should you have to feel connected to him when he's an arsehole? When there's this other person who's I don't know, African, that you really get along with. He's your best friend or something. Or there's some other person who's Chinese who's your best friend and you get along with. Mm. And you got his back and he's got your back. It mm. just doesn't make any sense to me to to be so like fixated on immersing yourself in only your culture and not like doing anything with any other culture. So one of the ideas that kind of stem off of this as well yeah, is um, this whole idea of cultural appropriation. Like I've heard that term a lot of t the time, a lot of times, yeah, and it seems that that's a counterproductive term. Mm. It's basically saying you shouldn't be able to embrace any other, or you shouldn't be able to like indulge in any other culture. Mm. So, if you're a Chinese man and you like to rock string vest and <laughs> and you like to eat patties and that, yeah, and you like to say wa guan to your brethren and that, mm. it's like. 
that's supposedly cultural appropriation. But in reality, it's like, what's wrong with that? If anything, he's he's like showing love and respect to, to that community. He obviously likes that community. Mm. So I think, yeah, me, me personally, I believe that these issues are kind of outdated and we should like get to a point where we just judge people based on who they are rather than their skin color or their culture. But what do you think about everything I just said? No, I agree. I mean, fair enough. If you have a group of people that don't want to indulge in another group of people and they want to have same marriages where they look the same and stuff like that, fine. But in 2022, we're all mixed up now. Everyone's everywhere. You really don't have a choice now, whether it's due to history or whatnot, but you don't have a choice. And at the same time, when you're keeping yourself to yourself, you're alienating yourself to a group of people who you might come across, accident, on purpose, whatever. And then you're going to have your questions. But then, as you said, once you talk to another human being, that's what we all are, regardless of differences, we're still human beings. We still have anger, happiness, whatnot, whatnot. We can still connect on something happening in our past lives now, our jobs, whatnot, whatnot. So you just have to embrace. If you don't embrace, then it just makes it more difficult for you. I always feel that you should just be open-minded. And like you said, just because I'm black and another guy is black, if he's an arsehole, I'm not going to be like, yeah, but he's black, so he's fine. No, no, no. You base someone on, on their character, not their skin colour. I don't know if a lot of it comes from, like, our parents' parents, like, just a lot of things from, like, sticking in one group because they had to. Mm. So further down the line they still got that mentality of like it, you have to stick as one. Mm. You have to embrace only in who you are and who your people are. Do not go outside of that. Do not embrace anything else. You can look at it, but don't touch it. Mm. It's not how it works. As you said, we like who we like. We have infinity to people who are not our culture or skin complexion, but they're, they're interested in what we're interested in. Another guy I might not like that, uh, like games like I do, like gaming. But mm. a Chinese guy could be so we've got an interest. Life life is just based on like interests, mm. ideally with people. If I have a similar interest, you get along instantly. Mm. I'm not I'm not looking at a person you have okay, we both like basketball but you're white, so I can't really no. Like you look past it almost. Mm. Because they, the interest is what bring you together mostly. Mm. And and at the same time, it's more enriching just embracing other people's culture because it makes you more cultured as a person. Mm. It, it makes you just a, a bit more knowledgeable on how other people are and stuff yeah. like that. So, yeah, no, I agree. 100% agree. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, for real. But, yeah, as I say, um, that's one of those ones that a lot of people have felt strongly on both sides. And it's just an interesting uh, concept. I like to sp- like hear what people think about it. I think it. it's just a generational thing. I think mm. it's a generational thing. Yeah, yeah I think you're right. Mm. What do you think about the term true romantics? True romantics. You know what that means? Or do you know what it's referencing? No, can you tell me? So the term, they they basically say that men are the true romantics because we, we choose a girl based on who she is and women tend to choose a guy based on what he is, like what he can do. He's got things to provide, basically. But what do you think about that concept? It's good. I think, yeah, men could be the true romantics just based on what they're looking for. I mean, if women are looking for what you can provide, almost, but then men are l- not worried about what you can provide. What you can provide, maybe money-wise, just 
I don't know, being being loyal. Um, if you can, if you're good at look, if you can, once you have a family, if you're going to be that mother that looks after the family, looks after the children and stuff like that. I think there's a difference in can you buy me this compared to can you look after this, so to speak, in terms of people. Mm. What what you can buy someone is anyone can buy whatever. But if you're looking at someone thinking down in, in the long run, will you be able to still provide these things regardless of money? Will you be able to make a home a home, make it comfortable, keep keep a peace, look after the family, stuff like that, I think. Yeah, I've, I've, men have been both look for things differently anyway. Mm. In in what we want each other to provide, should women look at it as how we look at it in the terms of can he be a good husband? Will he look after my kids as our kids as much as I would? I don't know. I think I think it's kind of stared down the wrong path. I think I think men look for things that actually add value to a family mm. where maybe some not all but maybe some just look as it what can you provide and will you still be able to provide that down the line because mm. a man could also want a woman that if he loses his job she's still going to stay there mm. she's still going to stick by him rather than okay you can't provide no more let me find someone else who can mm. so help him help him to keep his back straight so to speak so yeah yeah I think yeah I feel, but I think it comes down to all that in independent stuff. I don't know if it's like this back in the day. I think we had each other's back more back in the day because, mm. like you said, people stuck. Marriage was a big component back in the day, and mm. people stuck through it regardless. Mm. So I think what what we're willing, what we look for, and what we're willing to sacrifice has changed a lot, mm. and what we're willing to walk away from has changed a lot. Mm. If you can't provide for me, I'm, I'm walking away for the most part. And I think that's, I, f- I feel like that's mostly women. Like, I could be wrong, could be whatever, but I think that's mostly women. Yeah, I think um, something like 80 to 90% of women file for divorce. Mm-hmm. Um, well, based on not being able, the man not being able to. I think multiple anything. reasons, but yeah. basically men will just, even if the relationship gets bad, they will just stay with their partner. But women are more likely to move on and get with someone else. Yeah, sounds about right. Why do you think that is? I think, I don't know. I don't know if men think, I don't know. I think men settle more than women settle. I think maybe women are maybe looking for the next big, big, better thing almost. I think women want to be with the best guy they can be with. The best guy they can be with. So if if a better guy is about and the guy that they're with is not really I don't know he's he's not had a good year or something and mm. she's getting a bit tired of it and there's like a much better guy that's like pursuing her then she's more likely to just keep it moving whereas I think guys are kind of if it works today they'll have they'll be happy to just like they what they like today they'll just like forever like they're kind of just more simple I think they just they're yeah. not trying to like upgrade the girls but some guys are but I think as in large guys are typically like if they find a girl that they want to be with, they're just happy to be with her forever. Regardless. Mm. I I think that's because of like women are not known or told to be the providers. 
not told to have to be the protector, the provider, enough to provide this, the home, the, the, you have to work the, maybe the longer hours. Women are not put onto that pedestal. Of, that's what, this is what you have to do. So ideally, the man is kind of willing to settle because he hasn't put the woman on a pedestal of you need to provide in terms of keeping the home. You might cook and stuff, but in terms of what actually keeps the home going, you're not on that pedestal. But the men are on that pedestal of you need to do this, you need to provide. But at the same time, with women, if if the man is showing that he still wants to progress, even though he's lost a job, I think the women will still stick. Mm. I don't think they all just run as soon as a man just loses his job. Mm. If he loses his job, then he sits on the couch. Yeah. And fine. But if he loses his job, but he's still showing he wants to get it, mm. I think the woman is most likely to stay because he's showing that he, he's, he still wants to be a better person for himself. Mm. Therefore, that will make his environment a better environment. Mm. So I don't think it's always just as soon as the woman, as soon as a man leaves a job, the woman's just out the door. Mm. I, I, I don't, I don't think it's like that. Mm. Yeah, I don't know if I agree with the concept either. It's just an interesting one that mm. um, someone's mentioned to me. So I thought I would ask a few people about mm. it. Um, another point that um, about it is that the things that a woman supposedly is supposed to do for a man, um, there's plenty of guys that will be with a woman who can't do that stuff. So there's men that will be with women who don't cook, who don't clean, who don't, um, who don't even really have like sex with them or anything. Like they literally, there's plenty of guys in sexless marriages, isn't it? There's like they've been married for a long time and their girl just don't even, they're just not even onto them like that. But they still stay with them because it's almost like a duty thing. They feel as well they have to hold this role down for as for as long as they can, isn't it? Mm. And um, but women are like, if they're not getting their needs met, if there's not somebody that's patterning up, like looking, like protecting, providing all them sort of things, then there's plenty of guys that are just that would just do it anyway. So they'll just get rid of that guy and get with someone who would do it. Yeah, it's very easier for women to get mm. guys than for men to get women. That's just yeah. That's I just think that might be part of the reason I think, as I well. I think that's what it is. Mm. I think a woman, any woman, any looks, whatever, she can, can get out, someone else. Go yeah. out today and say. X, Y, Z, and there's at least one guy. Mm. But a man has to Try work hard. through it, have to chat, have the charisma, mm. be persistent, because of women like men who are persistent. And he has to take loads of rejection. Like, he has to be able to, like, it's not like he's going to go out of the first girl that he talks to is going to be what he wants her to be, like, just, like, be his girlfriend, mm. whatever, or wife, mm. whatever. It's, like, probably the first... 50, 60 girls are going to all be like trying to shut him down, trying to like not, they're not onto him. So it's mm-hmm. like, he's going to have to take all of that and then make it finally get to the one that actually like works or whatever. And so, yeah, it's it, the, re- it the rejection is unreal. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, as yeah. A man. yeah, yeah, no, for real. It really is. <laughs> so I, it makes sense why a man would just let things uh, just pass by if she's not a cook or one or whatnot. Because, mm. It's better than going through the, all of that rejection. Going and, through all of that again, mm. finding someone again, trying to see whatever. Maybe her liking you one minute, and then maybe it's uh, let's just be friends. I mm. think f- men get friends on the modern women. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. So, and even when girls, I wouldn't even call it friend zone. Like there'll be guys who are trying to be friends with girls, mm. but it's not because they're friend zoning them. It's because they don't think they could, they could make it with that girl. So they're just trying to go the long route into trying to move to them. Do you yeah, know what I mean? The long route. <laughs> so yeah girls don't really get friends on they just they don't yeah they, they really don't mm. and, and that's just that's just uh, once again that's just a fact of reality mm. like they don't get friends on 
men have to work harder. Women don't have to. Women don't really. Do, women have to do anything really for the most part. Mm. Like put on a bit of makeup, or even if you're not wearing makeup, you'll mm. still get attention from someone because yeah. that person who you're getting attention from, he probably hasn't had anything yeah. for many months. <laughs> so as soon as he sees you, he's gonna just give you even whatever if you, you whatever you look like, mm. he's just gonna give it give it to you. Mm. So yes, yeah, it's, it's much harder for men. I don't, I don't know if people realize what it's much harder. Yeah, it's actually mad. Something like ninety percent of women. Mm. Obviously, there's probably ten percent that this don't apply to. But mm. for ninety percent of women, they can get a guy if they wanted to on that day. They could go out and get a guy. Yep. Even if they're not the most attractive, yep. even if they ain't got the best attitude, whatever it is, yeah, they can get a guy that will that will be on them because. As you said, there's like loads of guys who ain't got had nothing for months and months, mm-hmm. and they just they just want to be with someone, mm-hmm. and there's just nobody that they can be with. Mm-hmm. So they always have like a huge variety of options, and if you're attractive, that that just it just becomes way more like do you know what I mean. You got so much more options, mm-hmm. whereas a guy, there's there's so many for guys. It's something like only maybe twenty percent of guys can get a girl. When they want one or something, but mm-hmm. most guys, yeah, like eighty percent of guys, they have to go through that whole. You have to maybe, work for it. Yeah, maybe it's even ten percent of guys can get a girl whenever they want it. Mm-hmm. But so like that ninety percent, they have to work hard. They have to try, and even if they're attractive, even if they got themselves together, if they try and approach a girl and she's just not liking his vibe, instant shutdown. And it's like, don't like there's so it's like, and and even even the guy who is who has got all of uh, like I don't know even the ten percent guys. He's still gonna get shut down every now and then. It's like it's not That's, like a guarantee that he's yeah, gonna yeah, get. Yeah, 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 yeah. So shut down season. Yeah, yeah. Bro. So it's um, it's just completely different. So that's why it's like I don't know if I agree with the true romantic concept. Mm. I think it's just kind of just the state of a f- that's just where it is. Yeah, that's it, what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. like it's not even about being romantic. I think it's it it can be, it can translate as that. It can look like that, mm. but I think the reality of it is that it's just it's completely different dynamics for men and for mm. women. Mm. So like men are more, they do more of the things that are quote unquote romantic, mm. but because they have to, because that without, without like them actually committing to that girl or whatever, without them trying to hold down a relationship, they're having to go through this whole madness like to even get a new girl or whatever. And it's just all long. Like it's just, or they're just on some single thing. But even that it's just, it's not really satisfying for for guys because it's like they're just ending up in places they don't want to be a lot of the time. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Whereas girls, it's like they have o- so many more options. options. Yeah, like their friend, they, they could ideally holler their male friend, and he was like, "Okay, cool." Yeah, like, like whether that's whether I don't know why men are so, but obviously women are like the the beauty of the world, innit? Mm. I would say I would say men are the strength, women are the beauty, innit? Mm. So ideally, I think it would just go down that route anyway. For real. But it's just how easy it is. Like, that's why I like OnlyFans. It's such a massive thing mm. for only one demographic. Like, women are making most of the money mm. with the guys who are not getting anything. Mm. It could be due to whatever reason. They're the ones paying for the women rather than it being the other way around. I think if men were to be so out, like, flamboyant with their body or not, it wouldn't make us, it wouldn't generate as much as that. Yeah. Yeah, trust. Yeah, let's just, let's just be honest. Trust. At what point in life do you earn the right to not give a fuck? Just when, boy, that's a good one. I think when you know you're, when they give, give a fuck about what? About just, just anything. Anything. So, would you say, 
I don't know. Uh, like, so some some of the answers I've got before, yeah, are okay. When you earn, when you when you have like millions and millions, then you don't have to care what anyone says. Like, you just do what you want. Or another answer I've heard is when you're really old and you've lived your whole life. Like, say you're, like, 80 or something. Mm. At that point, you just don't even care anymore. It's like, you, no one can tell you nothing. You've lived your whole life and whatever. You don't care if you offend anyone. You just don't give a fuck anymore. So, what would you say? Would you agree with any of those things? Or is there a different Money point? Money always comes up. Money is always a thing. Mm. I've got millions. I don't care what none of you say. <laughs> and, yeah, fair enough. Because while you're, while you're angry at me or having something to say about me, I'm there riding on a boat. Mm. It's nonsense. I just think when you know your worth for me personally, when you, I I don't think you should care what anyone says anyway. Mm. But I think when you know your worth, when you're still trying to figure who you are, or you're more like susceptible to what people think. Mm. Once you realize that, regardless of what people think, I'm still me. I'm still going to do what I'm doing. I should be able to do what I'm doing, as long as I'm not harming anyone or mm. not. I should be able to do what I say, how I want to do it, when I want to do it. And this is where I said about. Not lacking society or whatever, telling me what to do. Mm. Like I, I, I feel like I'm sort of like a rebel in that sense. Like I don't like the idea of this age do this, that age do that. Mm. If I want to do it at forty five, I do it at forty five. Mm. But I think I think it's just that lack of lack of care of just knowing, knowing one you're individual, and two, you can set your own life plan. Mm. Your life doesn't have to be planned by someone. So else. That can be at any point. It's any more just point. about uh, self. Uh, self-awareness, self-awareness or something yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah 100% I agree I think so but I think the younger you are the more you care mm. the older you are as you say when you're older you don't care mm. the younger you are you want to impress more mm. you want to be in the in-group all that stuff mm. as you get older you realise the in-group doesn't matter the in-groups are not really your friends if you're not if you're not wearing something what they're wearing mm. or if you don't have a car mm. they're, they're not going to roll with you mm. so once you realise all of that look, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just doing me Mm. That's that's what I was I was born to do me. Mm. As you as you grow, you have like words or people in your ear. Be this, be that. Da, 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 da. But as you get older, I, I think you just realize like I'm not trying to impress no one no more. Mm. I think we think we all go through. Most of us go through a state of wanting to impress or being the in group. But once you realize that those friends like they either stay away or they're not your friends if you don't have it, then you become more of a okay. I'm I'm just gonna be individual. Mm. Yeah, I hear you. I think that's a good answer. Is there such a thing as objective beauty? So everyone will look at one person and, and say she's beautiful. Well, I think I don't know if it's or like so. Standard. So basically, the difference between objective beauty and subjective beauty would be subjective would be your own preference, and then objective would be okay. Even though she's maybe not your preference, you she's can look at her and say she is beautiful. Yeah, but it's not your type. Yeah, I think so. I think so. You can look at someone like it's almost sometimes you don't even decide. Your mind just says they're good looking. Mm. You you don't examine and say, okay, she's good looking. Your mind decides it for you mm. already before you even glanced. Like you might even just see a whiff of someone <laughs> walking by and you notice a tint of attraction. Mm. So yeah, I think I think there is. I think it might not be your type. Mm. It might not be your cultural type. But I think you can at least appreciate that. They're good looking. Mm. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. Yeah. The reason I found this one interesting was because a lot of people imagine that beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So okay. that's a subjective view, isn't it? So basically, beauty is 
what you determine it to be. If you think something's beautiful, then it is. But I think that is that is a for like that is that's a thing as well. But I also think there's whether you think it's beautiful or not, it is beautiful, but based on what like the objective standards of beauty are. <laughs> so this person has I don't know, like good features. This mm. person has a good body mm-hmm. and it's like, yeah, yeah. they might not be your type, but how can you say they're not attractive? Like based yeah, on, you know what I mean? I agree. Cause you get a lot of people be like, Oh, if, like some, some might say, I'm not attracted to black guys. Mm. I'm not attracted to white guys. Mm. Fine. But if you look at them, you can, you, you'll be dishonest if you say they're not aesthetically pleasing, mm. even if they're not for you. They might have something, I don't know, something in the right proportion or whatever. Or even, even just, forget the face, even just the body. Mm. If their body is on, on form, you mm. say, okay, that's a good body. Mm. So, yeah, yeah, I, I think. Mm. Beauty is in an eye beholder, but you can also appreciate something that you wouldn't necessarily go for. Mm. Yeah. For real. For real, I agree. If it was apocalypse, yeah, the world has come to an end, yeah, but you're, you're a survivor, in it, And... Mm. Everything, all of government has fallen to pieces. Like, there's no cars about. There's no, like, gas, petrol. Mm. And people are just moving like savages. Like, yeah. almost like zombies. Yeah. What three essential items would you keep with you? The people are moving like savages? Yeah. A baseball bat. <laughs> For one, if they're moving like savages, they're going to move savage to me. Mm. Another item. Music. Some sort of music. I have to. When you're walking answer. down those lonely roads, whatever you need, you need something just to jam to. So baseball bat sounds mad saying baseball bat, but baseball bat music. Damn, that's a good one. So like a magazine or a book, like like a, a comic book mm. or some sort. Because I like com- I like Marvel and stuff like that. So either a comic book or just a book that I wouldn't mind reading over and over. Mm. So baseball bat music. And some sort of comic book. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I've asked people this before, yeah, and they a lot of the answers are um are stuff like uh, I don't know, weapons, transport, uh something like uh, someone said they would bring a girl with them <laughs> just so oh, that they you, you, you can bring a girl with you. <laughs> yeah. That changes everything. <laughs> okay, I'll I'll change it. Mm. So a baseball bat definitely. <laughs> Music and a girl. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. What would your strategy be to survive? Jeez, I'm bread. Um, I think I'd. I think I'd be in the woods. I think I'd stay in the woods. What wo- woods? Yeah, woods. Okay. I don't think I'd stay in a house or a building or stuff like that. Mm. I think I'd stay in the woods. I think I'd attempt to. But build. how would you be protected while you're sleeping? Someone might just come and snatch up your your music and booby trap. <laughs> find a way, find mm. find something. Use I've seen enough films mm. to, to to attempt something, even if it works or doesn't work. Mm. But I think it's just more you you can you can hide more when you're in the woods, especially if it's a big one. Mm. Even if you're in buildings, just one door in and out. Mm. It could potentially be one door in the front and in the back. Like you're just trapped mm. Rather than You've got more movement In your woods mm. I like climbing trees You could climb okay. a tree to hide mm. um, You could Like I said Baby traps Dig Dig the ground enough So there's a big hole So that It's just Just loads of things Yeah mm. I would say the woods Personally Okay and Ideally the woods Would be near water as well mm. So yeah. two in one Would your first thing be To 
like pattern up by yourself or would you be trying to link up with some of your people? People. You just start calling around, see who's about, try and, yeah. try and link up with who you got to link up with. Family first, definitely. Because mm. they'll be on this the same mindset, especially men. They're, they're, mm. they're not used to survival mode. So yeah, I would link, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go wrong and just try to feel like, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm this guy. Yeah. I just, I'm, I'm Rambo basically. Mm. No, no, I'm not, I, I know my position in it. Mm. So yeah, I, I would link with family because mm. it will be better in groups, different ideas, different strengths, different strategies, um, pitching here and there. Someone might be able to build something and someone else can't. So mm. yeah, definitely groups. Mm. Definitely. Hey. Mm. If you're by yourself, it's like, all you got to look after is yourself. Yeah. And mm. then like, you ain't got to be too worried. But then also when you're with a group, then there's more you can have certain people sleeping while other people's watching out. That's exactly. like, do you know what exactly, I mean? Like, exactly. I think both ways would have their perks. Yeah. But. Yeah, I think I deal I so stick with the group. Like you said, especially the some staying awake, some sleeping, and then you swap. Mm. Like, yeah, definitely. Yeah, for real. After like the pandemic and all them sort of things, like started getting like, a bit a bit mad where people started like Toilet really thinking about it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It started going a bit crazy. Like sure. the shelves were empty. Mm. Like for real. I was thinking this other day, like, I didn't think I would be in a, a, a time where that would have happened. Mm. Do you think, I'm not going to lie, I thought something would happen. Um, when, when was it, 2020? For, don't ask why. As soon as 2020 hit, I said, I said to myself, something's going to happen. I don't know why. Mm. Whether it's the whole 2020 vision or the numbers being the same or whatnot. But I knew, I knew something big was happening. Mm. But it didn't prepare me for that. Mm. I didn't think I'd ever be in that type of space where everyone's inside. Mm. When you go outside, no one's out. When you go to supermarket, nothing's on the shelves. Mm. I did not think that at all. It's crazy. It's a mm. crazy time to be in. Yeah, for Literally. real. It's crazy. It was scary, man. It started making uh, it started making me think about how would I survive if like the zombies started coming. <laughs> I, I sleep with a baseball bat. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I literally sleep with a baseball bat. <laughs> so yeah, I would have been prepped. But yeah, I've, I've thought about like those type of things that like, if people were to all of a sudden start purging or stuff like that, mm. what would you do? Because, you know, I've, I've always thought of, like, the future mm. and me just having some sort of gadget, some sort of laser, some sort of, you know, like, Dragon Ball Z, we've got the lasers and the thing on the eye, like, checking people's power levels. Mm. I always thought that, that that's, that's that's what I'm about. Like, mm. like I said, I watch Marvel and stuff. Mm. So I don't think I'm a hero. I always thought like I would have some sort of gadget that could take out some something. Mm. So, yeah, but we'll see in the next 30 years. I don't know. <laughs> hey, can someone who's broke give you advice about money so interesting yeah i believe they can maybe not all the advice but if they're broke they could tell you what they spend the money on to make them broke or how often they spend their money to make them broke or the fact that they didn't put away money so yeah definitely i've never been in any i hear it but i've never been on the thing of oh just because you haven't lived it you can't give an advice you could always see it for what it is and then put yourself there and then think, okay, what would I would have done? Mm. I don't necessarily think you always have to experience it to know what you would have done. Whether what you ex- what you think you would have done matches what you actually do, but you can still, it's like people always ask for advice and a lot of the advice that people ask for, that person hasn't been through it, mm. but they've had a logical and a rational thought about the being the outsider They've looked at it and said, okay, I, I, I see where it went wrong. Mm. So I can see where it could fix up. Mm. Rather than sometimes when you're in it, 
you don't see it fully for what it is. That's why you ask for like outside opinion. Mm. So yeah, I, I think I can. Maybe not everything, like how to say it, da, 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 but just probably how often they were spending, what they were spending. So it's more like they can tell you what not to do based on their experiences. Exactly, exactly. Mm. Yeah. But do you think they can tell you what to do? No. Mm. Just just not what to do. Mm. Yeah, I think the one who's got the money, got the savings, can tell you what to do. Mm. They could also tell you not what to do, but the one who's broke, I think, can tell you more what not to do mm. rather than, yeah, rather than what to do. Definitely. Mm. Yeah, because then, like, he, he has he has something, because he's broke. <laughs> like, so he went mm. broke for a reason. Yeah. So he can tell you the reason why he's broke. Mm. And if that adds value to you not being broke, then it's adds value. Mm. For real. For real. Would you go down in looks to go up in cooperation in terms of a partner? Like, would you have a partner that's not necessarily the most attractive, but she's more on board with what you want? Yes. To a point. Not, like, ground zero. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, to, as long as I had something I can work with. Mm. But if so, they're, if they're, so, for example, if they're, like, a 10, mm. but you can't get along with them, like, they're really annoying and they're not cooperating with anything you want to do, or they're like a seven, but they're on your page. They're on whatever you want to do. Hundred percent. There's no point in being a ten, because men men value peace of mind. Mm. Just 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 give me peace. I, I don't want to always have to argue. Always have to think about something you're maybe insecure about or something. Just just bring me peace. As long as you bring me peace, everything will take care of itself. Mm. On on my side, everything I'll everything's taken care of. So if you're ten, we're not giving peace. Like I I would never give someone. Um, power over me just because they're good looking mm. makes no sense to me because then that's basically me just saying one I think you're I'll put you on a pedestal two I like how you look I like how men are looking at you when we're out and stuff like that like I'd rather have the seven who's giving me peace mm. and the ten who's just giving me chaos mm. it makes no sense For real that's one of them ones that like, I think a lot of girls have twisted in it they imagine that because they're really attractive they they can just basically act however they want to act, and so you just have to put up with it. But a lot of them girls, a lot of them girls end up single because yeah, they're attractive, but nobody stayed with them. People were with them for a short period of time, and was like, I can't deal with this headache, and they end up just like breaking up with them, getting with someone who's more on board with their page. You realize whether it's with men and women or just one, but the attraction it doesn't last forever. Mm. You're not gonna be ten when you're 40, when you're 50. Mm. Unless you're probably looking after yourself, eating the right stuff, it's going to fade. Mm. So that short moment of time, yeah, you want to be the one who's just 10 and just doing, just being reckless because that next guy will take you. But then if, if like like with me, with the other stuff, if you're just going to have that same mentality, you're just going to keep going from one to the other, one to the other mm. until it's, it's worn out, your mm. looks have gone down and now you're looking for someone who's a seven, mm. maybe. Or someone who who's willing to take you, mm. but then they're still taking you with, with baggage almost of wondering why hasn't any other guy, well, what were you doing before? Because yeah. sadly the past shouldn't matter, mm. but on, on particular topics it, it does matter. Sadly, yeah. but it, it is what it is. Like you have to know the person you're getting with. But at the same time, you have to know the you have to be you have to be honest enough and give credit to the person that you're with now. Mm. So some of their past shouldn't matter if they're not showing you. As long as they're not showing you some of their past or or something that that triggered, this is how you were. I, now I know why you're sitting. Now I know why you were single. Mm. 
then yeah, but yeah, I would I would I'll get rid of seven for peace of mind. Mm. That's all I want, peace of mind. Mm. That's what I value the most from having a the number one thing with having a woman in my life is peace of mind. Mm. Everything else is one, two, three, four, but number one is yeah, mm. peace of mind for sure. For real. Yeah, I think most guys would agree with that. Um we just don't want that stress in it, that extra stress, just loads of drama. It's like it's all long. Long. Uh, we really just want to have a peaceful life and be able to focus on our purpose in it literally at the same time I don't want to be compared because like you have men and women but you have them like they'll look on social mm. and they see how another couple is mm. like, oh, why is why is my partner not doing this mm. how comes he hasn't put me up how comes he hasn't shown me off in all of his posts like, it's just different you can't compare there's mm. no point comparing at all because then you'll be comparing forever mm. and then you're like you said, you'll always be looking for the next best thing. So someone might compare, someone might show you off as much as you was looking on one Instagram, but then you can find another Instagram that's doing even more. Mm. Like, why is it this guy doing what this guy? It's, it's no point. Mm. It's no point. Just, just be happy with how you both express each other. For real. Literally. What do you do if your mum and your girlfriend don't like each other? They need to talk it out. I'm not picking one over the other. <laughs> I'm not picking my mom. I'm not picking my my girlfriend. They need to sort it out. So. Mm. I would still be with my girlfriend, mm. but it, it depends what they're disagreeing on. But essentially, you need to be in a room. You need to sort it out. What if they just like rub each other off the wrong way? Like they, anytime they're around each other, they're just getting into arguments. They just uh, over silly things. They just don't like each other. So if they just generally just don't like each other, yeah, then you just have to keep them away. Because essentially, then I'll be dumping, I'll be leaving my my woman, because you don't get on with my mum. When you're not liking my woman, it isn't based on me. It's based on you two mm. having your own separate disagreements. Mm. So, so I'm I'm out of it. So I wouldn't leave. I wouldn't leave any of them. But if yeah, if it was just a thing that like they just every time they saw each other, one to something and one just found each other annoying, then you've both got something deep down you're not discussing mm. about what you genuinely don't like. Because mm. you don't just generally just rub each other wrong with for no reason. There's mm. something down there that you're not discussing, so you need to talk. Mm. Simple. I think I, I think that's that's the main root of it. You need to talk. If men have an issue, for the most part, just talk mm. rather than just just because I find a lot of mums always overprotective with their sons mm. when another woman comes in, which fair enough. But then they also have like a like an immediate bias already before they even know know before they know the woman you're with. They have a bias, and then that person has to prove. Which I get, but the woman has to prove themselves to the mum. Like, yeah. be attentive to the mum. So, which I want my woman to obviously be a kind woman to my mum. Mm. I think sometimes the, expect- the expectations are too high. Mm. And some some women don't like that. They don't like being made to feel like they have to like beg to yeah, yeah, get exactly. along with this person's yeah, exactly. mum when yeah. they really just want to be with the guy. They don't care about all of that and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just something that has to happen. Mm. You have to meet the parents. Mm. But it shouldn't, it shouldn't be another struggle to be with that guy. Yeah, 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 100%. For real. Is a person's partner a reflection of them? 100%. How so? Because what it's, it's what you're allowing your partner to do, in a sense. So if you're, if you're like you say, if you're allowing your partner to just go out clubbing, da 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 that's a reflection of what you're allowing and vice versa. If your partner's, if your partner's allowing you to do X, Y, Z, that's a reflection of what they're allowing. 
if you're both on the same level, same standard, then yeah, you 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 reflect what what you value. Mm. So if like I said, if your partner's out every Friday clubbing, run or whatnot, that's a reflection of you allowing that. So that's a reflection of you. It's like, how can you let your woman go? Oh yeah. But that's you. That's not that's the woman doing it. But you've allowed it to do it. That's a reflection of how much you care. So mm. yeah, I I totally agree. Mm. Yeah, hundred percent. So if for example, some girl is with a guy who's doing up bare cheating and that, would you say that that says something about her? What type of girl she is? Yeah, self probably low self esteem. Mm. Doesn't think she can get another guy. Maybe been told she can't get another guy apart from this guy. Mm. Yeah, so flex like, like there has to there has to be accountability. Mm. You can't always play the sympathy card. You're you are allowing something to happen, regardless if you want to see it or not. Mm. If that person's cheating time and time again, and you're taking it back, you are taking it back. Mm. They might be saying all this sweet stuff, but backbone accountability. You took them back. It's not old. Oh, you know they use such sweet words all the time. But at the same time, if you know you're getting hurt, you need to stop your hurt. So you have to take accountability into stopping that. If you mm. don't stop that, then you only have your, you only have yourself to blame because that person is only going to push as much as you give them. Mm. So yeah, you have to take accountability, man. Honestly, for real. And also something that happens as well is people tend to be with one partner who's a certain type of way. That doesn't work out. They get with someone else who's the same type of way. Then that doesn't work out. They get with someone else the same type of way. Type of and way. then it's like, you're the only common denominator, isn't it? You're the thing that ain't changing. And it's like, so obviously there's something about you that's allowing these, as you said, allowing people to treat you like this or be like this. Or maybe it's like you seek out them type of people. Some. Sometimes you like the, the the headache or the trauma mm. or the. I've heard the statement of like, oh, arguing makes better sex, <laughs> like makeup sex. Mm. Some people are drawn to that. They know that you've argued, but sooner or later we'll have the most passionate. Would want some people are drink. I was drawn to that at one point. Let me yeah. just keep up. But <laughs> I was drawn to that, like having arguments. But I know that the makeup sex was going to be amazing. Mm. But in reading truly. You're not you're not progressing any better, because mm. even though you've had the makeup, you're still gonna argue just as much before. So what's the point? Yeah. So and it's probably like a positive reinforcement, but except it's negative reinforcement. Negative it's reinforcement. It's like you're on subconsciously mm. rewarding bad behavior. So then it's like you just encourage more of it. You just encourage more of it because you both know what's gonna happen down the line. <laughs> yeah. Literally, yeah, yeah, literally. <laughs> Literally, it's, uh, the mind is mad, but literally. That's, but uh, sometimes, sometimes as humans, you, you want it. You, you want the negative thing. I know mm. it's not overly negative, but you want it because it spurs something, spurs like some heated desire. Mm. That, activates you. Yeah, activates you mm. rather than if, some, if something calmly wouldn't. Mm. So, yeah, I, I think, yeah, I think, yeah, it activates a part of you that makes you just want to be like, I want to take your clothes. I want to just, yeah, let's just, <laughs> like, you know, like you always see in the movies, like things smashing along the floor, plates and all that. Mm. That's that's them being aggressive, so to speak. It's not being making. That's not making love. Mm. That's them having that passionate roars, ripping each other's clothes or stuff. Mm. Like so, some people like that, mm. and it, it's it's appealing to a point. Mm. But if you have to argue to get there, mm. then it's no point. <laughs> yeah, there's no point. I, that's funny. What age is too old to get beatings from your parents? Jesus, damn man. 
I would say double digits. Yeah. Me, I would I would never hear my child. I've always, I said that from mm. day dot, but I would say double digits. Did from you get beatings as a child? Mine stopped to like, like eleven, mm. and emotionally stopped because I got I got used to the pain. Mm. It, it didn't hurt. It, did, it didn't hurt no mm. more. Like I I knew the techniques. <laughs> I knew how to move, I knew how to move my body. I knew how to. I was I was Neo. I was, I was Neo literally <laughs> and to the point where my mum would laugh. It was like this isn't affecting you. <laughs> so we need another solution. But I think you can. I think because it's 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 hard because then you grow up resenting your parents for a brief moment of time. Mm. representing your parents then as you get older well, as I got older so okay, maybe that was their opinion mm. or maybe whatnot, whatnot. I don't agree with it but I can see it mm. that's why I would never put a hand on my child there's different ways to get your point across to get your point across take away take away a game make them have to write a letter make them because I think maybe kids like reading books more but I didn't like reading a book like as a punishment mm. or stuff like that so there's way different ways so it has to get the violence and for me, it's just like, why would you want to be violent with your kids? Mm. I hear the sense of like, okay, maybe if the kid's touching fire, you might slap them in the hand because the fire would have been way more dangerous than that. Mm. So that pain is substitute for that pain, so to speak. Mm. But I don't agree with the constant of hitting. Mm. Maybe one here and there, but mm. not the constant. Yeah. And it I think it gets, it gets a bit sticky when it's like, it's like you're talking about boys because... Obviously, with girls as well, but with boys, yeah, it's like they're gonna be a man soon. And like somebody well, I know, his dad tried to try a thing with him, and he had to beat up his dad. Mm. And it's like, mm. <laughs> do you know what I mean? That that just it would have been better if, if his dad never ever went to the physical realm with him, and more just stayed on a higher level where it's just like mm. you have to listen to me because I'm your dad, sort of thing. Mm. And then had more like intelligence about it mm. because once he brought it to a physical realm, then it's just who's stronger. Mm. And if the boy is getting stronger and stronger. At some point, it's like you can't keep doing that. You're getting older and older. Mm. The boy will just knock you out. That like it's at some point. Yeah, yeah, and also in a sense, mm. if if you're a boy getting disciplined by a mum, mm. that could also spread to you getting disciplined by you getting harmed by your partners and not and not doing anything. Mm. But at the same time, you're getting disciplined. You're being told not to hit women. Mm. They they don't Girl. go they don't go together. So Girl. you're getting disciplined, then you get in a relationship. Someone hits you. I've been hit by women before and I'm not meant to hit women. Mm. So what, what do I do? Mm. And especially if you're not one to just, if you're one to just take it on the chin, then you're going to just keep taking hits on the chin because that's what you're used to. Mm. The first person who disciplined you and who continually disciplined you was your mom, was a woman. Mm. So you're used to it. Just like if, if a woman, if a girl was getting hit by her dad here and there, mm. then another man hits her. She's been through it. She's used to it. Mm. It's all she knows, so to speak. Really? So then when do you, when, what point do you say, no, this is wrong? And how far will it go? Because some people have been killed. Mm. So, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. It's not a good idea, isn't it? It's just mm. not, it's just not necessary. Mm. Back in the day, yeah, maybe, but like I said, this is, I think this is a generational thing. Mm. Also, it's, it's like promoted in like religion or maybe like the Bible. Culture and that. Yeah, mm. of like spare the rod or, or discipline the child or whatnot. So it, there's many factors to why people do it. But in the long run, you're harming the person closest to you. Mm. The, the person ever closest to you because they were in your stomach. For real. Come on, man. There's other ways to deal with stuff. For real. Yeah, I agree. 
We're getting kind of close to the end. I'm going to do one more question and then we'll wrap it up and then talk about all of the stuff um, you got going on, like your social medias and oh, cool. your upcoming release. Where do you see yourself in 10 years? Good question. Jeez. A family, mm. for sure. Um, I'm aspiring to be an art teacher. Okay. But at the same time, I'm doing music. So I would say... Definitely art teacher, because that's where I'm heading to now. In terms of music, I've always said that. I've always said I didn't want fame from it. But that might just be a product of what I'm doing anyway, because it's music, people enjoy music. I've always just wanted to do music to just collab with people. I just like making music, Mm. collaborating with different artists. So ideally, I would say family, maybe living in a different home that I am now, and a qualified art teacher, Mm. sure, yeah. Okay. Next 10 years. The next ten years, I'll be forty-four. Mm. When you say family, you mean children. Children. How partner. many? Two. Two, three. Yeah, mm. two, two, three. three. Yeah. Already got like a few names in the mm. pipeline already. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And as well, I changed my name to Knight now, so my surname's Knight. Okay. So they're gonna have that. Like, it's 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 interesting being called Mister Knight. That's my name at school, isn't it? Mm. So it took me a while to get used to it. But it's like I like the I like the element of surprise because mm. when you say Mister Knight, you don't really know what to expect. You, you kind of have a picture of who might walk through the door, mm. but then when you see me walk through there, it's like, oh, okay, mm. Mister Knight, okay. I like yeah, it's it. a cool name. I like yeah. the name. Yeah. Mm. The reason why I chose it was, um, so like night time is my favorite time of day, mm. so that's part of the night, and the the night with the K was just like I've always just felt like I was meant to do something bigger. Mm. Do something where I'm helping other people. So you legally changed it? Yeah. Okay. Legally changed it. That's really interesting. So how, how do you legally change the name? You went to... By Depot. Depot. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. someone actually done it for him as a gift because they knew that I wanted it. But mm. yeah, got changed by Depot. So I had like the two names, my previous, the new one. Then I just have to sign it and then I was done. Okay. Does it take long to process or is it just no, instant? No, it's quick. Yeah, it's quick, instant. Okay. Literally. That's really interesting. I didn't even know you could, like it was that easy to do. I it's thought it was easy, complicated. It's, cheap, like, it's, it's less than a bill at least, okay. but but it's, it's it's easy. It's not it's not long winded at all. Mm. Yeah. So you don't feel any attachment to the old name. The old, <laughs> the old name's a sticky one. Yeah, it's a sticky one because it wasn't my dad's name. It's my yeah. brother's dad's name. Okay. So there was no attachment to it anyway. Mm. And then as I was getting older, like almost like redeveloping myself. Mm. I thought, yeah, change it, make the name, make your, make your name to who you believe or who you think you are mm. currently. Because my name is making me be that person even more now because I've got something to, to, to look at that says night. So when I, obviously when you see names or stuff, like you're having a, yeah, there's like an attachment or a sort of energy to it. Mm. So night, there's already energy attached to it. Like, you have to be a certain way to to hold that for me anyway mm. to hold that name, okay. which, which is what I try to stand by. Which is why ideally why I work in schools helping other people. Mm. Yeah, that's really cool, man. Uh, I w- I wish we had more time to talk about it, but yeah, that's <laughs> that's actually really cool, man. Yeah. So yeah, as I said, that was the last question. But before we wrap it up, is there anything you want to promote or um, as you say, you got your upcoming release coming? Um, yeah. How do people get hold of it or where do they buy or download it? Well, it'll be available on Spotify. Okay. Um, SoundCloud. Mm. By nearer to the time, I'll be promoting that on my Instagram. So if you just gravitate to my Instagram, levels underscore artist, 
then your, all the information will be on the stories or in the post. Mm. Do you have any? Like do you have any other social medias that people can check out? No, that's that's all on currently. Okay, but cool. Yeah, we will be leveling up. Cool. Shortly. So if anyone wants to do any collaborations with you, maybe yeah, um, musicians, producers, yeah. just yeah. all DM you. Yeah, just just DM me. I've, okay. I've replied definitely. All right, cool. Levels, it has been a pleasure, man. Like, I've really enjoyed it. Like, you're a great conversationalist. I've enjoyed this back and forth. You've got a really interesting perspective on loads of different issues. So, yeah, thank you for coming, man. It was no, a pleasure. And we we'll call it a wrap there. Thank you to the audience as well. And that's it. P, 2p, 5p, 10p, 20p, 50p, changed on annoying me. One pound, two pound, five pound, ten pound, twenty pound, fifty pound. These are my employees, yeah. I just make Elizabeth work. I just make Elizabeth work, yeah. I just make Elizabeth work. I just make Elizabeth work, work, work. Where my money at? Let me dial up management. Who's going in and who the fuck's panicking? Who's made P and who the fuck lost P? If I fire man, that could be costly. You know, I always make the pattern run properly. I got white money and it talks cockney. I got black money and it talks pat Why the fuck would I want my money stacked up? I see money, I can't let it be statue. I'm an entrepreneur in a tracksuit. When your money works hard, you don't have to. She got dank body and it's all natural. But I'm still only trying to get the P, bitch. You got dead P, hit it with the D fridge. It's a game full of snakes and leeches. Fuck school, they ain't never gonna teach this. Fuck broke, I'd rather turn evil. When I'm hungry, you be looking like treacle. I tunnel vision on my prey like eagle. I got a pit in the whip looking regal. Just in case I ever got a duck a man down. Dealing with the penny, same way I do pounds. Dealing with the pounds, same way I do racks. Aiming for a billion, I ain't going back. When I hit the club, it's return of the max. I'm looking for a hustler, 30 collab. Trap queen title, where you worthy of that? There's a lot of hot chicks, but I'm never that gassed. I don't know love, only know about cash. I know about economy, I know about tax. I want to dominate, not race with the rats. Look, I can't hear shit if it ain't about. 1p, 2p, 5p, 10p, 20p, 50p. Changed on annoying me. 1 pound, 2 pound, 5 pound, 10 pound, 20 pound, 50 pound. These are my employees, yeah. I just make Elizabeth work. I just make Elizabeth work, yeah. I just make Elizabeth work. I just make Elizabeth work, 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 work.